crap. They're evil. Set signs of evil. Alex can outact Evan, so. That's like saying you can outact a paper bag. Dead now. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again. The world famous. Yeah, that are hatched from a dead rooster. I'd buy that for a dollar. Those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm the worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Lazarus, what's up, dude? Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. The legendary Mark McKenna. Welcome to the show. Yay. 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 Thanks, that's, guys. That's the best we can do, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Roundtable show. Hey, if you could draw anything for Big 2, man, what would your dream project be? I would love to draw She-Hulk right here on PSN Radio. And welcome to the Roundtable Show, right here live on the PSN Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining us on December 6, 2015. We are the Roundtable. We're one man short. Zy Rider's not with us, but we got on the table the one, the only, the extraordinaire, Oscar Benjamin. The wolf is back in the house. How you doing, Oscar? <laughs> Hello again. I'm doing great. How are you doing? The well-traveled Oscar Benjamin. Yes, sir. I will be traveling tomorrow once again, so I thought I'd at least try to make this show. So Good man. We've, we've missed right. her around here. We've missed well, a lot of shows you. around here, but um, as always, Johnny Alpha is also on the round table tonight. Johnny Alpha, say hi to everybody. I gotta be honest, man. I'm happy we're back from this um, hiatus. I really gotta be honest with you there about that, Jackal. Yeah, it's been a couple months. Yeah, yeah man. It's been oh, tough. Wow. It's been <laughs> a tough couple months. And also joining the round table tonight, the one, the only... The street king himself, Cali guy, California guy. How you doing, What's going on? I'm doing great. I'm glad we off the high haters. Jackal, (laughs) I don't know how you paying us, man. You giving us unemployment. We've been out out of work too long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is why we have to do a show tonight, because everybody's crying. Where's my paycheck? We haven't seen a paycheck, Jack. What's going on, man? No show, no pay. No play, no pay. But it's, uh, it's December, and of course, guys, this December is... The biggest December ever in the history I, of Everness. I would agree. It's going to be an mm-hmm. incredible December. Great of course, geekism. That's the word. Geekism. I just made of that. Of course. Up. Yep. Geekism. <laughs> and of course, I'm talking about the one and only. The new Chipmunks movie is coming out. That's right, Alvin. Is- <laughs> Hell <No>. yeah, dude! Like, <laughs> got David Cross coming back as the bad guy. Very excited about that. Hardcore, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Jason Lee is back in that. Yeah, hardcore. he needs a paycheck more than we do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, Kevin Smith. Counter- huh? That is brilliant counter-programming, though. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. Kevin Smith hasn't uh, called him in a while for a new movie, so yeah, he does need a paycheck pretty bad. He's got to pay them Scientology dues, man. That church eats away your money. So, yeah, he's got he's to get it somehow. Is he Scientology? Yeah, is you didn't know he was a Scientologist? No. Yeah. No, I had no idea. Really? Yeah. Oh, that ruins that. Yeah, he believes that he believes that he's possessed by depressed space aliens like Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's he's a weirdo. Well, I think if we've learned anything from Charlie Sheen, is that all of Hollywood is full of weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't trust him around lemons anymore, according to certain memes that I've read. I mean, geez, that guy—he's just promiscuous. (laughs) Life handed him lemons. He made lemonades. He gave them lemons, lemonades. Yeah, <laughs> Such a messed up joke, isn't it? That was a great yes, meme, though. That's a great meme. It's a clever but sadistic joke. Hey, when, Jack, uh, when, 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 when Johnny gets those emails, the bad emails, he'll know why. 
All hate mail, please go to Johnny Alpha or Johnny. Oh, no, I got another meme <laughs> that I really like that I put up on certain people's posts when they piss me off, and it's Charlie Sheen pointing. It says, I'm HIV positive, but I'm still cooler than you. <laughs> and it's sadly true for most people. Yeah. <laughs> He's still a cool dude. <laughs> uh, but no, 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 December is not exciting because of Alvin and the Chipmunks or another sequel of Chipmunks movies. No, of course, is The Force Awakens, which comes, got, comes out in two weeks, guys. Can you believe this? Oh, see, I thought it was because Incredible. Jen and the Holograms is going to be on, on demand. <laughs> That's going to be on DVD, like, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Zod's excited about that. I bet that's why he's not here. He's like waiting in line to get his copy. Yeah, he's right now. He's in a tent. He's camped outside of uh, Best Buy. He's waiting for them to put out the copy tomorrow. As soon as he goes on sale, he's gonna be the first person in there. Gotta it's all Black Friday out and shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Black Friday too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Have there been any reports of people actually camping out yet, or is that a Something that's not going to happen this time around. Well, I, I don't think, think that's going to happen. Because the ticket advances, I don't yeah. really think that that's going to be a problem. Because like, don't you just got to show up at, the, at roll call and get your ticket? That's so. true. Oh. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be much of an issue this time around. Remember, also, there's a lot more theaters now than that's there was in, true, in the yeah. 70s and 80s, and even in the prequels, the, the theater con has gone up from then to now. The accessibility of getting tickets is so much more easier now. Um, you have a lot more screens. So, I mean, it's there's a lot yes. more for everybody to enjoy, so it's going to be a little bit easier this time around. But I will say this. I will miss making that line. Right. Well, because I, that's a part of, that is a part of the experience. Something. That's a part of the experience, yes, and I, I experienced that with Return of the Jedi, I experienced that with Phantom Menace. I experienced it with Attack of the Clones. Not so much with Revenge of the Sith, because we're already a, a little bit further out, and it, technology had caught up a little bit, made it a little easier to get the I didn't even go see that movie in the theater, so... <laughs> oh. No, I did. <laughs> I did. I saw all three of the prequels in theaters. I've seen all six movies in the theaters. I remember 1977. Fantastic. I so was born the, in 81. Standing in that line at <laughs> San Francisco's Coronet Theater. Incredible. Like, I, I, I supposedly went and saw Jedi when I was a baby, but I do not remember it. <laughs> <laughs> My story is a little funnier. Uh, I had not really paid much attention to anything uh, sci-fi-ish when I was a kid. And my father's a big fan, and he took, me, he took me to see Return of the Jedi. And I had just vaguely seen the originals. And I liked them, I thought they were cool, but I wasn't, like, geeked out about them or anything yet. And he took me to see it, and I was like, man, there's a lot of dorks here. You know, that was me as a little kid thinking that. So everybody was all dressed up, and I'm like, man, there's a lot of geeks and dorks. and This is weird, man. Why are these guys doing that? And then by the end of the movie, I was like, oh, man, I want to buy one of those outfits and wear them the next time there's a movie. That's so cool. <laughs> Completely hooked me in. And ever since then, I've been a huge fanatic. So this is exciting. Uh, the Force Awakens looks incredible. And there was a story recently, guys, which kind of confirmed something that I said a year ago. And then I said it again a few months later. And again, a few months later after that, and I've been saying it for a while now, and now there's reports uh, indicating that this might happen. So I'd like to give myself a little tap on the back in California, guy. I think you know what I'm talking about here. Oh, yeah. The what, prediction. watching it and thinking it was no, 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 no. That too, but no, no. Yeah, that was That's pretty cool. Too. I actually thought that that was a pretty cool little news story. Yeah, that is a cool story Lucas like in the movie. But no, I'm talking about the prediction that this movie is going to make close to 2.7, maybe $3 billion yes. worldwide. It'll clear $3 billion in this story. I am. Actually, I I say it'll make four point three billion. That's my prediction. Whoa, that that's a bit high. But that's a I big, mean, like, yeah. But I mean, I know that it's it's dethroning Avatar. That that's for certain. Yeah, this that's true. Kick its ass. My, my prediction is four point three billion dollars. Jackal called it. Jackal did call it. He said two billion. Uh, actually, two point zero and Jackal called it. 
But yep. Jackal was the man. He called it. I give him props. He, I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think that they were going to um, make that kind of uh, that amount of money. But Jackal was right. Two billion dollars. Well, they made a ridiculous amount just yeah. off of the pre-sales. I mean, how much did they make off the pre-sales already, Jackal? Well, so, right now, t- the tickets are already over well over a hundred million dollars in sales, and the movie hasn't come out. It doesn't come out for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know how many movies in Hollywood would kill for those numbers? Period. <laughs> overall, Chipmunks three. Yeah. Yes, that would kill for that overall. And this movie yeah. doesn't come out in two weeks, and it's already over a hundred million dollars in ticket sales. That's Which incredible. It is. Yeah, which it is. It's, it's 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 made a lot of money just pre-sales alone. So it's going to mm-hmm. get that two billion. It, it'll get that. That's gonna that's gonna trash. Probably gonna break more records too than that. Maybe go a little higher than that. I kind of predict that coming up too. So it's think, gonna go. I think you guys are. I think you guys are awfully conservative. I still think my my prediction is gonna stick. So well, I'm I, I'm positive it's gonna clear three. I, I I think you're a little high. I think it might yeah. get close to four, but I don't think it's gonna break four. I mean, like that. Well, let's that's, be honest. That's I'm a little duper, high. Man. I'm a little high, but that, but not, not numbers wise. But here's the thing: I, I don't think it's going to go. Over, <laughs> I don't think it's going to go over much over three billion because it's just it's hard to get to four billion. That's going to be really tough. Yeah. Uh, but I but I do see it clearing three billion worldwide. Um, I still say it'll get to a billion here in the U.S. and two billion world in, you know, internationally, and it'll clear to three billion. Uh, without a doubt, it's going to be the biggest movie ever made. I tell you what, Oscar. If it had Robert Downey Jr. in it, then yeah, it'd definitely yes. make four billion. <laughs> he is the X factor. <laughs> He's the one missing piece that's going to keep it from making that much. Right. They should have gave him a hundred million on the back end, then he would have jumped in. <laughs> uh, that's peanuts compared to what they're going to make off the damn film. So, geez, mm-hmm. might as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not only on the film, but the merchandising, guys. Merchandising. I went to Walmart today, and let me tell you something. You cannot go five feet in Walmart without seeing something Star Wars related. I'm not kidding you. No, no. I mean, you look at soda bottles, chip bags, everywhere. Cheez-Its, they all got Star Wars. Everywhere. Soup uh, cans, uh, they got Star Wars stuff. Gummy bears got Star Wars stuff on them. Soda cans, cereal. That's only in the, in the produce section and the, the food section. Go into the regular aisles. You got shower curtains. You got floor mats for your showers. You got, you know... All kinds of things, pillows, um, umbrellas, cups, mugs, toys, Millennium Falcons that actually fly. I mean, there's so many that things. Are C-3PO's head. Yeah, yes. I that. That was... <laughs> and for like six bucks, I saw something really cool. It's a big box that has uh, mouthwash, a toothpaste, a toothbrush. It has like the whole kit for kids if you want to buy that. Also, all Force Awakens related. There is so much merchandising for this movie. It is incredible. Well, I have never it. seen it like this before. Not even with the prequels. And Look, The Phantom Menace got a lot of hype. Whether yeah, you liked yeah. the movie or you didn't, that movie was everywhere. Also, but Dodge not to this level. Figures were a big seller. <laughs> but you guys know what's so interesting about this? It kind of reminded me of the, the mid '80s, during early '80s when um, Star Wars was coming out. Because I remember Return. I seen Returns back then in the theaters when I was mm-hmm. little. Me too. Yeah. And I remember sitting. The Empire. I was a baby, so I can't remember that. But I seen the Star Wars original trilogy. Special edition in the nineties. I seen all yep. three of those in the nineties when they re released them, mm-hmm. and then I seen the prequels. I've actually seen like Oscar all the Star Wars movies in the theaters. 
Um, well, counting the counting the crappy re-edits, I've seen them all too. I just mean I didn't see like them when they originally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can remember that. Yeah, all of us. Jack will probably can an Oscar, but I I can remember return. I do remember returns coming on. And you know what's so funny? It was a big deal when it came on regular TV in the eighties too, because I remember when like Star Wars: New Hope was on regular TV, and it was a huge deal. I don't even think they showed ET yet on TV, but. I remember when that was on regular TV and Returns. They showed the Empire. Mm-hmm. They rarely would show on TV. I was telling. Do you guys uh, remember the the time where USA Network used to do nothing but put Star Wars every summer? Like it was. I remember the that. trilogy. It was like every day you had Star Wars on TV. It was great. I remember. I remember, like, I remember Sci-Fi Channel played it like when I was in junior high, and they made a really big deal because that was the first time they showed it right. letterboxed, and people yep, like I shit a kitten about it. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is funny because I, I enjoy the uh, the widescreen letterbox more than anything else. Oh yeah, well I mean like you know? at the time I thought it was stupid. I'm like, so what? Uh, it's like squished and it looks, uh, you know. <laughs> but like now I won't watch it. There's a there's a weird black bar in the top and the bottom of the screen. Why? What's that there? <laughs> Why are they cutting out the scenery, man? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand the difference between pan and scan and letterbox. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've learned. I don't. But I mean like at the time I was just like, what's the big deal? But yeah, I mean, like, I remember people just, like, were insane about when Sci-Fi Channel showed, like, the, the original letterbox edition of Star Wars. Which so is funny, because in- now most TVs are widescreen, you know, letterbox TVs. Like, you, oh. you, you, it's hard to find a, a pan-scan TV anymore. I actually right? have an old-school rear-projection TV. It's, like, nice. um, 45 inches that's, oh, wow. like, a full-screen style that, like, I watch my VHSs on, so. Very cool. <laughs> You still have a v- yep, still have a VCR. Wow! <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah. one of those dinosaurs. <laughs> some, no, some old '80s and '70s horror movies you just got to watch on VHS. Man, they just do not look right on Blu-ray. Yeah, I still got a VCR. We, we That's true. Yeah, I still got a VCR too. I still got a laser disc because I got Star Wars in three formats. By the way, I got it on laser disc and VHS and DVD. So I just thought it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, well, when I, I hear them, the- Star Wars um, laser discs are worth some serious money there, bro. So it yeah. does in good condition. Yeah, I have that special edition of the Star Wars laser disc. So Question, think- did Han shoot first or second in that? No, that was before re-edits, man. Yeah, oh, okay. before. <laughs> that, was, that was the first digital version before Lucas decided to ruin his own masterwork. Why does he get so much heat for that? You know, I don't understand why Lucas gets so much heat from. Yeah, do I? I don't think he ruined anything. I mean, yeah. The only the only thing that I had any kind of problem with was the the Han shooting first scene. You know, Greedo shooting first. The new the new Ewok song, like all. No, actually, no. I like that. Come on, they got rid of Num Num. Come and up and up, num, num. I mean, come I on, really? that song, dude. Get out, get out of here, man. The, the way that he re-edited that and he actually made the ending a lot more heartfelt. You actually get to see the entire galaxy celebrating over the fall of the Empire. It was brilliant. Yeah, because it was all Loved just it. a bunch of crap CGI. No, nah, it was great. And <laughs> hey, what is Fantastic. that, a rat back something? Yeah, what's, go- <laughs> yeah, what's going on there? You got to use a little WD-40 there, California guy. Yeah, man, you got what? a haunted house thing going on? What's going on over there, man? Yeah. No, 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 I was putting something uh, together while you guys were talking. Hold on. Wow. Yeah, we're going to hold this. That's, we do <laughs> that on live radio. We hold on. Shh, guys, hey, don't say nothing. Shh, shh. California, California guys do something. Guys something. Yeah. <laughs> Squeaky are, 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 doors. So are any of you guys actually watching that marathon before you actually see the new Star Wars? Or? Hell no. Of course. I'm I am. Gonna go see it. You are? Wow. Oh, I am. I'm, I'm going to try anyway. 
If Ooh. I don't make it into the theaters, I know they're doing the marathon in theaters. If I don't make it there, I'm gonna do it at home. Either way, I'm watching all six. Okay. A day before, a couple of days before, whatever, I'm gonna watch them all. In fact, today I went to Walmart, like I said, and I picked up a bunch of poster frames, and I put, and I actually framed the Phantom Menace poster that I have. It's the theater original, double sided, and nice. I've had it for years. I've had it for 15 years, rolled up. Wow. And wow. I either was, I either was gonna smoke it. it that way. Either I was going to smoke it or I was going to put it in a frame. It was one or the other. So I put it in a frame. I don't know. At least it doesn't have Hayden in, on it. You know what I mean? At least it had that little kid that could act slightly better in it. What's his name? The poor little uh, guy that everybody is so mean to nowadays? Yeah, Jake Lloyd. Yeah, that poor guy. Yeah. I feel so bad for that kid. Oh, man. So do I. So do I. Yeah, but I didn't mind the re-edits, though, with George Lucas. So I was putting something together. But no, I don't mind the re-edits with George Lucas uh, re-editing some parts. The Jabba the Hutt scene in, in New Hope was pretty cool. Of adding in certain uh, digital fans. I don't know why the fans complain. It was his creation on that. So I, I yeah, give he, George The that. whole thing is it's silly because there's a lot of stuff that he fixed, which when you look at it now, you're like, well, that's a good thing. And, and for example, in Empire Strikes Back, the scene in Hoth in the very beginning, where you see the X Wing uh, fighters, you know, they're going towards the the ATATs, the ATTs, and they're, you know, flying around there. And you could literally see through the cockpit and see it, it was very see through ish, you know, it wasn't very, very well built. And you could see, like, the leg of the ATTs as, as the the X-Wing is flying through it. That was really bad, you know, effects because they didn't have better anything better mm-hmm. new in 1980. He fixed that. Now, you don't see the leg as it's passing okay. by. Okay, well, there, you there's, know, there's stuff that, that he fixed, okay, which is great. But a lot of stuff that he added was just... Like what? Like I what? Called, <laughs> like the new song on... Name Tom it. Was... Again with the damn Ewok song. Let oh, it go, no, man. Num Num sucked. No, there, I said on, it. No, when they were on Jabba's... Um, Palace, man, they got that crappy song to guy. Man. Oh, that was that cool. Was I like that. Retarded. <laughs> that was cool, but the Ewok song sucked. Dude, you need, yes. a, you need a lobotomy, homie. That's all I got to say. That's uh, beside the point. The main complaint, I think, is this, basically, is um, fans probably like complain. No, no, fans com- were complaining because it, it almost demonstrated an insecurity on Lucas's part that he couldn't leave his own films alone, so he had to go back and quote-unquote fix them. So then, yeah, fans but here, fans. Here's the thing, Oscar. Fans make that that excuse or that or that claim. Do you know or, any or other director that does that? Hold on, shit though, hold, 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 hold on. Let me finish real quick. People make okay. that 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 claim, but the thing is, most people that make that claim are not artists themselves. I've gone back and retouched music that I've made in the past, or, or videos, and I've recut them, and I've done re- because you could always make something better. When you, yes. when you have technology to fix certain things, why won't you go back and fix it if you can? Who I, say? I, who said you can't? I could see the argument from both sides, but it's kind of like music, uh, digital, digital <clears throat> art, and film is different from, say, you know, painting and you know other things like that. It's like <sighs> would Picasso go back and repaint? You know, would uh, would touch up um, Guernica and these type of things? You know, these if he had better technology, he probably would. California. Guys, hey, can I say something real quick about this? Let me let me come yeah. It's gonna sound bad, but I'm about to say. Uh-oh. But the fans don't know what the heck, and I'm I'm I yes. use prophetic, by the way. The ahead, fans don't know what they want. And I'm gonna tell you why the fans are epically wrong. Because when I was shit. younger, I used to follow Star Wars a lot. And there was many interviews from George Lucas way before the special editions, way before the uh, prequels were made, where he said he wanted to he had a vision for Star Wars. He had a vision for certain characters to be in the new hope, but because of technology in nineteen seventy six and nineteen seventy five you couldn't use certain elements because it would look cheesy. So he made the new hope yes, a certain exactly. way for that time period. So because you didn't have digital technology, that's the argument I have with different fans when it comes to yep. comic book movies. So mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand. So when he added those, it wasn't ego per se. That's what he visually wanted. So 
there's evidence. It wasn't an ego mm-hmm. thing or he's an artist and all that stuff there. He really wanted those specific characters and plot threads in his movie. The fans right. are just acting up because they or fans can't let stuff go. That's all the fanboys can let go of the fact of the old movie. Well, so, yeah. you know, they well, yeah. Oh, I agree 100%. He, he originally said, and he said it, he didn't do episode 1, 2, and 3 back then because just those were the, the episodes that well, he, he felt would cost. Well, he only directed episode 1 anyways. Other no, hold on, hold on. The other hold two, on. So yeah, but really he's, good. he's, no, no, he, no, no, he, he directed episode 4. But he didn't do episode 1, 2, and 3 back in the 70s and 80s because technology wasn't there to make them the way he envisioned them. Episode 4, when he did it in, in 76 and 77, it was done in a sense, in a way that he could, you know, do it technically, you know, in that way. He, he There was a way around, it, you know, with that story that he could actually make that come to life. He could, he would never be able to do the prequels back then because of the scope of those movies. And that's what something the fans don't understand either. The scope had to be different for each one of, of the uh, trilogies. It's meant so to be So you think that way. in the 70s he really had an idea of them flipping and jumping around doing shitty wire stunts? I mean, you really think yes. that was his Yes. That was they always his vision. Yes. Back then. What the no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. They no, did. Okay, okay. Now, I'm gonna tell you why you that you you're being sarcastic, but here he did have it though because when you look at the pre- he wrote the movies, but everybody got to remember this. Yeah, he, and that, that's why a bunch of stuff doesn't line up from the okay, what he yeah, says in the original trilogies okay. and the prequels. Like, because like, Yoda was like, supposed to have like. trained Obi Wan Kenobi, not some Qui Gon. Okay, but see, like, you you, and, see, but you weren't paying attention to the prequels. Because if you were, you would understand that Obi-Wan did train with Yoda. The thing with the Jedi is that they spend a, a certain amount of time with Yoda training when they're younglings. And when they get a little bit older, they're paired with another Jedi Master. Obi-Wan was paired with uh, Qui-Gon Jinn at a certain age once he was done with his trainings with Yoda. If you notice in the actual... Hold on, if you notice in the... Hold on, hold on, Johnny, hold on. If you notice in the actual movie, the younglings are all training with Yoda. Yoda trains every Jedi when they're younglings until a certain age. And then they get paired with an older Jedi They continue continues their training forward and takes him on the field to become Jedi Knights. So you're absolutely wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about. about Just prove it. Thank the, you. Um, Done. Case closed. Case closed. Pilot he Nab- was. He was a pilot when he was a kid. Are you no, kidding he, me? He, he, he was pod racing. He was pod racing better than any. He was pod racing better than anybody in the galaxy when he was 10. That's not piloting. That's that is. He's piloting a ship. It's a, sh- a pod racer. It's a ship. He's a pilot. It's a it's a floating car. It's not a ship, dude. That's a pilot, dude. But, but, pilot. but here's the thing, though. It was vague when you see A New Hope, though. When you see A New Hope, all that backstory was still small. Yeah, he did say some things in some of the movies, but it was too vague. So you could kind of get away with that back then. And so Lucas did have a vision that they would jump around and fly around, I think. And that's why he put it in the movie later. Because if he didn't, it would have never gotten the movie. Just like Superman 78. When you yep. compare Superman 78 to maybe... Superman Returns, Man of Steel, even Smallville. Why Superman would I do does. that? Because Superman seventy eight is actually watchable in those other two movies. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> that, about that's pod. a good point. Okay, well, the too sarcastic, but just follow me. Uh, Superman Returns, even though nobody on here likes it, but right. the visual. I, I was, it, but well, it's better than Man of Steel. I'll give you that. Yeah, much. it's better than Man of Steel. I'll give it that. <laughs> the, the special effects, even if you don't like it, but the special effects for Superman uh, 78 was still a certain way back at, se- at that time compared to Superman Returns. He's doing and they used wire. wires, by the way, Johnny. They, they used wire wires, wire. yeah. They were using wires, and you remember the visual effects. Yeah, but they weren't the- doing kung fu wire stunts, is what I meant. You know, with the flipping and the spinning around. Like, they lifted <laughs> Christopher Reeve up with wires and flew him oh, around on a green screen. I, if, you look, if you look at the kung fu films of the 1970s, there was guys... 
walking on two fingers upside down doing all sorts yeah, of Yeah, no, no, they did it in Hong Kong. I'm not saying that they didn't. I'm talking about in Hollywood. They did it even in The Exorcist. The girl, when she's coming down the stairs backwards, what do you think she's on? She's on the wires. Yeah, but dude. they cut that out of the movie anyway. So doesn't matter, but they still shot the it. <laughs> Wire work was being done. Yeah, but not flipping and spinning around, like doing all the Does it, But that's why he didn't do the prequels, because he couldn't get exactly what he wanted back then. Well, in defense, in defense of George Lucas, actually, he did have an idea to do Star Wars as a saga spanning over nine well, movies. No, no, and, yeah, obviously, and because I, he yep. started with part four. I mean, actually, like, I've, got a, I've got to scan an interview where he gave back to Media Scene magazine, where clearly he states that. I mean, I should probably yep. scan that. And actually, that. at one point, he's, at one point, originally said he originally had a 12-part idea. Yes, he, yeah. he did. Cut it, then he cut it down to nine parts, and yeah. then he decided to do only the six that he did originally You know, with you know the originals and the prequels uh but even you could tell that even after you could tell that after the prequels with all the clone war stuff and everything that was coming out uh you could tell there were still more star wars to be made cinematically and and i was not shocked when i heard that he had been thinking about making sequels and he had already come up with kind of an idea for the sequels because in his mind this was always something he wanted to do and he, he is one of these artists that he you know he kind of gets a little bit antsy about getting stuff out uh you know i don't know at one point he decided to, to sell the company and let Disney do it, but the fact that they're getting made is only because he said, okay, well, you know what? I want more sequels. I want more movies to be made. Whether it's me or it's other directors, you know, this needs to continue forward. He because got it's, it's great. after um, Yellow Tails or whatever it was um, flopped. He, he decided to quit. It's Red, Red, Tails. Red, Red, Red Tails. Red Tails, man. Have whatever. some respect. A good movie. Yeah, no, it was yeah. a good movie. I just got the wrong color. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about sushi. My bad. <laughs> wow, that's really, really messed up. Yellow sushi. Asian. Yellow tail. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. Oscar knows what I'm talking about. He's a Cali boy. He eats sushi. <laughs> I actually hate sushi, to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah but you know here. yellow fin tail. Yeah, I know I know all the food, but I can't stand sushi. No, thank you. <laughs> it's pretty gross, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty nasty. Eh. Raw fish. Yeah, not very good. good. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Not a fan. Nope. Haters. Not a fan of that. You guys uh, aren't artists, that's why. That's the problem. You don't understand the Japanese's like art. Sure, I was like to do with sushi. I'm, I'm messing with you, man. I'm... What does it got to do with sushi, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, like the chefs, sushi chefs are considered artists, man. Don't you know that? Come on, man. Yeah, that's fine, but whether they're artists or not doesn't mean you have to eat the food. No, of That's course not. Sure. Like, I quiet. wouldn't eat at that Iron Chef guy's restaurant just because I think he's a douche, but, like, supposedly he's a great <laughs> cook. There you go. <laughs> you think he's a douche, really? What, what do you do? What do you do to you? I, I, it doesn't mean anything to me, but he makes people cry all the time. He's just, like, mean, you know what I mean? Like, why would I want to eat at his restaurant? You could probably taste his anger in his food, you know? And he's like, just trying to get the best out of his people, man. That's all. No, you can't take that stuff seriously anyway. That's <laughs> you all, know, man. it's reality TV, I know, but still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not real. Your souffle is not as good as Jennifer's souffle. Now that what that that meme of his that I put up that your steak is so burnt, Luke thought that was Uncle Owen. Man, that that's that's, <laughs> that's like, that was funny. That's like that the best meme funny. I've seen for that show. Yes, that was funny. I gotta admit, guys, we're gonna go to a quick commercial break here in a minute. When we come back, we got more stuff, including a lot of news, and uh, we have a top ten list this week. All right. Yeah, I hope you guys are ready for that top tenner. You guys ready? Yes. Oh, yeah. I am. Yeah, you sure about that? That's an easy list. I mean, yeah, that's, 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 why, 
That's why we did it because we had we, me and Jackal just decided we needed to have one this week, and we wanted to make one that was nice and easy for everybody to come up with really quick. Yeah, I mean, that's especially like, since we're especially since we're kind of like you know squeezing our way back into the uh, chair here <laughs> on the show after a two month hiatus. A real one too. A real one, yeah. But hey, this uh, this month December we're going to be on every Sunday night at 10 p.m. because this is the month of Star Wars, and well. It's a lot to talk about. When we come back, we got a lot of news uh, to go over, and uh, like I said, later on the top ten list. So stick around, everybody. This is the Roundtable Show. We shall return. Professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Supermanhomepage.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, 
philosophy, and truth orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic, truth is truth. Garden is. This is the Roundtable Show, and we are back live on PSN Radio with Oscar Benjamin, myself, the Jackal, Johnny Alpha, and of course, California Guy. And we got more stuff to talk about. In fact, we're going to go over some new stuff that's been uh, in the newswire uh, recently. Johnny Alpha, what's the first thing we're going to go over tonight? Oh, just that um, Civil War totally kicked Donna Buster's ass and fucking. Yes. So, I mean, like, just slaughtered it. Which, I mean, like, it makes sense because, like, I mean, the, the Civil War trailer is just so full of action, man. You get that really cool shot of Winter Soldier and Cap just mm-hmm. beating the hell out of Iron Man. And you don't get any of that in the Donna Buster's trailer. You get really forced humor like, is she with you? No, I thought she was with you. And um, the giant testicular cancer brought to life that is a Zod zombie that supposedly, I guess, it looks like a Ninja Turtle, but I guess it's supposed to be Doomsday. Like, right, since he's a Zod right. zombie, I really hope, like, when he gets brought to life and he's going looking for Superman, he's running around yelling, I will find him! That, that <laughs> yeah, but it'll sound more like, it'll sound more like, I will find him! They should have got an Arnold Schwarzenegger to play yeah, the voice. I will find Maria! Now, isn't it just me thinking out loud here? I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But wasn't uh, the origin of Doomsday uh, slightly different than what they're showing here for all the, the people saying that Zack Snyder's sticking to the comic books? It was completely different, yes. Completely different. In fact, every single origin of these characters have been changed and modified. I think Smallville is closer to like the actual origin of the character than him being a Zod zombie. But right? in all... In all fairness, you know, it's that, that classic argument that this is a different medium. This is the film medium. Oh, yeah, oh I understand that, but come on. It's not comic books, it's... though. Like, we're, we're going off of a certain quote that fanboys mm-hmm. are, are throwing in our face. So, like, mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not saying that, like, it's not a different medium and, you know, it's okay to adapt things. That's fine. But, like, we're talking about the fanboys that go on and on about, ooh, it's sticking close to the comic books. And, oh, the fans are just pissed because this is going to be like the comic books. I, when and where I mean, does any of this look like a fucking I don't think here's your thing claim that the stick, that's sticking close to the comic books I oh mean, a lot of them are in fact I got into a little bit of an argument with the Up Your Geek guys over on Facebook uh, today the actual uh, uh, I guess the moderator of the uh, Facebook page uh, mm-hmm. kind of got into it with me because I was trashing the trailer and uh, he was like, oh, but the trailer is great. And I'm like, yeah, not really. No, it sucked. <laughs> and we kind of went back and forth a little bit. And look, it is happening. 
You know, there there are going to be fanboys for both sides of love and hate this stuff. Yeah. But it's funny how, you know, as soon as I said anything negative, he, like, jumped down my throat. It's a, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, that's that's too bad. You should never get into the personal attack because we should all value each other's opinions, whether we agree. And, and this is, and we're talking about the guy, this is, like, the moderator. Not just yeah. one, a random person. Because <laughs> I can take it from a random fanboy. But listen, when it's the listen, moderator. I've been blocked. Listen, and, and, been yeah, but here's the thing. The reason the reason I say it is because the moderator is a big fanboy. And, yeah, the fanboys can say whatever the hell they want, but at the end of the day, these are the same fanboys who are screaming, oh, Nolan is using realism. Nolan is not doing it like the comics. And now they're supporting this piece of crap, which is nothing like well, the comics. Well, fanboys don't know what they you – know, I, I took Exactly. I, I took That's what I'm saying. It goes to the Star Wars argument. It goes to anything with fanboys. Fanboys have an agenda. We're fans on this uh, line in this show, but fanboys have an agenda when it comes to each company or comic books, Star Trek, Star Wars. I remember I used to battle Star Wars fans, but I know Jacko don't like it, but I was in one of the people that would battle Star Wars people because I liked Star Trek at the time, back in the early 2000s. Yeah, no, no, it's cool, man. Trek's better than Wars anyways. Don't be yeah. same Hey, okay. now, now, don't it be is, crazy. Is, don't though. say crazy things. But he is. Don't say crazy that. stuff. <laughs> no, it is, but also, Trek is better, though. But I'll say yeah, that from the Trek's show, though. better than Wars, man. In, yeah, in the I agree. Yeah, From a certain point of view, like one that's wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me tell you why real quick. Uh, Trek has more shows, more history than Star Wars. Star- I'm not that doesn't that. mean anything. Just because it has more shows. Sport. It's also, look, hold on, hold on, guys, guys, hold on. It's also had more movies that flopped at the box office. So, Thank you. So what? Yeah, it's because it, it flopped. Thank you. Thank you very much. That means the fans didn't give a crap to go see it. Okay. The worst Star Wars movie made eight hundred million dollars, more yeah. than every Star Trek movie combined. Thank you very much. I rest my case. Watch Insurrection twice, then watch um, Attack of that's, the Clones. That's that's a, that's a that's a bunch of bullshit right there. That's the that is a whole that's a load of bullshit. There's a there's more hey there's more loads of bullshit in there. There are loads of HIV and Charlie Sheen right now. Just saying that right now. We'll argue that some other time. I'm gonna say, but I was gonna say Charlie Sheen. No, no, no. <laughs> Good argue Charlie Sheen all damn day long, I'm saying. No, but I was going to say, the fanboys, they, they argue about stuff that's what they like. It's always what I like. And so they'll say something is good. Like the Marvel people. I've battled Marvel and DC people at the same time. So right. I, me and Johnny have gotten into it over some Marvel stuff. and other people. Oh, you became bitter enemies over Marvel stuff at one point. <laughs> No, it's not bitter. It's not bitter. It's true. Johnny kind of, me and Johnny agree with a lot of different stuff when it comes to the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, so we no, do. Daryl just like, we'll talk shit. We'll talk mad shit to one another. But like, we just know that we're both haters and trolls. So I mean, especially we're on the At least you're movie. honest about it though. So, so, yeah, that's true. So like yeah. when we start calling each other like actual names and stuff, like it's part of the, it's just part of the thing. Always have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Be fun. But nah. The, the, the Marvel people, uh, to be honest with you, the Civil War trailer was better than Don. Now, I like the Don trailer. I like both trailers, but I like the Civil War trailer better than Don. So I'll be honest on that. The trailer to Don was good. But Here's a question for you. Since you liked the Don trailer, what was it about it that you liked? I yeah. liked the, I, I, what you mean? Okay, I liked the dialogue with Superman and Batman. Um, I like the second trailer. I didn't like the first trailer. I don't think I was on the show. Actually, you're, you're, it's, it's, it's funny because most people like the first trailer and hated the second trailer. That's what, 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 is, what, is, what do they call the clip? You know, like where like um, Batman's in a little dusty butthole room and Superman comes That's down and pulls off his mask. But I, I called it out though. That first trailer was very weak and depressing. That That's very, the trailer. The first trailer, the teaser, the teaser 
was very boring and weak. The second trailer at the Comic Con was a lot better. The third trailer to me. The one with the red capes are coming. The red capes are coming, right? That's the. I mean, you just focused in on Eisenberg. I'm just talking about the trailer overall. No, no, no. Which one's this? That red tray. The red capes are coming. The red. You know, it's you know, it's funny though. By the way, um, spoiler alert. Uh, the sequence in which uh, Superman takes off Bruce's mask or Batman's mask or whatever, it's part of a dream sequence. Exactly, yes. Uh, nightmare sequence. Well, why are they having dream sequences in a movie? Because this is a movie made by so weirdos, man. I don't know. Oh, I don't know it's already crammed so full of well, everybody in the world that it's going to be what? like the Mortal Kombat Annihilation of in the, the right? universe. In the end, well, as fans, we must all realize one thing here, that... Are they screwing us big time? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Zack Snyder should be kicked well, out. Hang of on, hang on, hang on. The Zack Snyder screwing all of us? This is, this is the vision. These films are the vision of of the writer and the director, and they're not yeah, the vision David of the... Yeah, David Goyer, Zack Snyder should get chased out of that. They're not, they're not, these movies are not made by committee. These They've got to have a general in charge of the motion picture. We can't... A movie cannot cater to fans, per se. There's got to be a movie made of a person with vision, or else we're going to have these... Movies are schizophrenic, and people can't. The, the director can't decide hey, what kind of motion I am a David picture. Lynch fan, well, I would that, love you, for a David hold on, hold on. Justice League movie. Tell you the hold on, Oscar. Movie. You just pretty much described the Men of Steel movie that was off killed and schizophrenic. That was Men of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your point? <laughs> I've made no bones about it, and I've gone into both of these trailers unsure. You can listen to earlier shows where I talked about being completely unsure that um, Civil War was the right move to make, and that I thought the movie could come out being complete garbage until I saw that trailer, and Oh man! Like my entire that trailer was sweet. Went away, and like I am just completely in support of the film. Well, we see, now, like we I could have done the same thing with Man of Steel have, or with Donna Busters. I mean, I've been very negative about it, but I also really want the movie to do well because Look. I want to see Ben Affleck's solo Batman film. I want to see yeah. Shazam, and I want to see yeah. Wonder Woman. So this movie has to do well. <laughs> But I don't want to watch it. You know what I mean? Because the trailer just, it looks like a spoof of itself, Oscar. I mean, how can you make a movie? It does. It looks like a bunch of cosplay people like Ernest. It looks like Austin Powers, the DC edition. And then all the CGI and crap, it looks like Gods of Egypt. But instead of being roughly based on Egyptian mythology, it's roughly based on the DC mythology. That's basically the same movie. Very roughly, though. Yeah, very rough. Very rough. At this point... Who here has not seen a trailer that has, that has, in the end, when they finally seen a motion picture, either disappointed them or surprised them that the movie turned out to be good or bad? But based on the trailer, it's hard to judge many times. I actually think... I want to show you the entire movie in the trailer like they did with this trailer of Dawn of Busters. And they show you, like, five minutes and they show you the entire film, Cliff Notes. Pretty first. much. Yeah, I mean, what's the point of even watching this movie at this point? Now we know that, you know, yeah, the movie's called Batman vs. Superman, but Batman vs. Superman for, what, 20 minutes? Because then they got to fight Doomsday. I mean, what's the point? What's the point of watching this trailer? Godzilla show. Or watching the movie. Yeah, you know, what's the point of watching the movie? They gave everything away. See, this is why, again, I'm going to go back yes. to what J.J. Abrams is doing. Uh-huh. It's brilliant what he does. He and does then, not tell you anything. He doesn't yeah, tell you a thing. The TV spots and trailers, and you still have no idea what nothing really about. And yeah, I'm that's fan. I'm a fan awesome. of that technique more than anything else. Unfortunately, fans and mainstream audiences are pressuring filmmakers to showing much more in trailers than they should. Really, yeah. That's and, and, and then you have hold on, but then you have considerations. No, you're, people, you're right. You're right. People want to see. You're, you're right, Oscar. But here's the thing: J.J. Abrams and Disney are saying, "Yeah, we don't care. We're doing it this way." But I, you know what, though, Jacko? But you got to be fair though with that, though, with Star Wars. 
if they would leak anything out. You got Star Wars is such a bigger base, though, and and people know that mythology so no, uh, very like, good that if you put, put any piece of Star Wars, it reveal their story. It's like Empire Strike Back coming out today. And you start putting out different plot points on the internet. Guess what? People start to guess Luke's father is Dark Vader. So, I mean, if you have a big reveal in that movie versus Donald Justice, you have two different films, two different kinds of films. Where it's not, I, I don't even think that's really Dark Vader type reveal in Donna Busters. Are you really? Well, Donna, Donna Justice didn't really give me anything. Only thing I got out of Donna Justice, everybody keeps saying with well, the Doomsday thing. They didn't tell me nothing because you still know the movie. Nobody still knows the movie. They, show you, they, be, they show you that. Z- give me about Black 10 minutes of nobody speaking. I'll tell you the entire movie. Yeah, dude, oh. like Lex Luthor and makes Doomsday out of it. That's the freaking movie, Daryl. That's the movie right there. Yeah, that's it. Batman and Superman, well, they have a scuffle. They hey, here, here, here's, a, here, here's another thing. Here's the thing. Lex will lose his hair in the movie, and they're going to try to do a nod to the comic books, and Superman somehow is going to get blamed for it. Yeah. That's going to happen also. That that oh, hair you saw, that was in a wig. He's going to lose it by the end of the movie, and then he's going to be like, that's no, no, it's something. Cool. That... I actually think actually that's a wig he's wearing throughout the movie, so he's already lost his hair. That's well, no, he's really? probably wearing a wig because he doesn't have hair that long in reality. He's but looking the movie like will from still be his hair. Development on purpose. Well, I mean, yeah. be honest, though, everybody. Everybody knows Superman and Batman. Everybody on this planet. You have to have your head into some water if you don't know the characters anyway. So you was going to already have different... This Star Wars, Star Wars movies are different. But Superman and Batman has been around for, what, 80, what, 70, 80 years. They had multiple cartoons, video games, TV shows. And so you was going to have an ideal anyway of Dawn of Justice in the world's finest movie. I don't care how how you would have sliced it up. A vi- it Civil War is different. Trinity. It should actually be Civil, called Trinity. Civil War is different. Really, true, true. But Civil War is a little different because not everybody's familiar with the comic books. And I think they altered it in, in some ways. So yes. that's going to be a little bit unpredictable in that movie versus maybe Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice, that's, it. You know, that's Batman Superman. So everybody's going to know how it's going to end up. So you could really guess that plot just by it's just how they execute it. That's going to be the issue if they could execute the movie right, not per se the plot points of what you know, what you don't know. Because we we knew it was going to go in that direction anyway. Who was surprised online that they was going to have that plot? I, I'm not surprised. I knew it was. Going I, to happen. I, I was surprised that it I mean, actually. I was surprised that the trailer came out looking like a spoof of itself. I thought that it was yeah. going to be all serious and have its head up his ass like the I don't first trailer had for it. That's serious. That's the I don't want it to be serious either, but then like, it turns around and it becomes more silly than any Marvel movie. It makes goddamn... I don't want it to be like the Nolan it, film. No, 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 it, it, think... it looks like Batman and Robin, though. And I that, think that, you're, that's judging, you're judging the film on a context of that just that trailer. He, they decided to counteract the serious... It's a five-minute trailer. That's a good trailer. chunk of the film, though. The first, Oscar the second. Well, hang on. The second trailer was a solemn, serious trailer, so they decided to counteract that, perhaps in answer to the criticism that, oh, once again, it's going to be too solemn of a film and what have you. So they added the second trailer with, or the third trailer with lots of humor, which is probably not, which well, is probably I, not that I excessive. I don't think the in, humor in that trailer was on purpose. So, I mean, I, I, I was hysterical. Oscar, they don't even know how much humor is in that Oscar. And Oscar, the funny part about it, they may not even have that much humor. That may be that one scene in exactly. a whole movie. Is she and with it, you? No, I thought she was with you. That was about that's the only meant, thing I thought that was meant to, be, to be a that's joke. meant but, to be funny. Quite a grip on this guy. Don't get into a fight with him. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely meant to be Idiot. funny. 
but it isn't. They would need better actors to pull off the lines. Because oh, they're serious, but check this out, you guys. And I, and I love Civil War, but that's going to be a comedy. People think that's going to be serious, but most Marvel... Who the hell here has said that Civil War is going to yeah, be... Yeah, that was a serious-looking trailer, but guess what? No. When you go see it, it's going to be jokes, it's going to be comedy. Yeah, because it's a Marvel film, and yeah, Kevin but then Feige they get, has come out so of the lower But let me ask you this. Is that deceptive? Age of Ultron gave you a dark trailer, kind of two dark trailers. Yeah, dude, Age of Ultron had some emo-ass trailers. I ain't going to lie, man. That, the trailers mm-hmm. depressed the hell out of me when I exactly. watched it. But I mean, like I, Kevin Feige comes out every chance he gets and says, the Marvel films are never going to get too serious. They're never going to get bleak. They're never going to be dark. The, the, the humor works for them, and they're going to keep that rolling. I don't mind it, but oh. they try to be deceiving you, though. But when you see their... their, their, well, their... But, but Civil War is nothing like the um, Age of Ultron trailer, because Age of Ultron trailer, they really did. They tried to bum you out. Like the, um, the Civil War trailer, they just show you a bunch of action to get you just like, yeah! There's a lot of there's a lot of sadness in the Civil War trailer though. You see, oh, the, see Rhodes Rhodes on the ground, apparently smashed up, maybe dead. And oh, you also see you also, you also always gets the ass kicked. You know that. You also hear Robert Downey Jr. saying, "Hey, I was your friend." Also, that's very sad. I yeah, mean, that's but that's heart, because he that's turned into a Nazi. Did you remember? You remember the um the the actual Civil War, man? Of like course. what happened in the comics? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, and we're gonna get we're gonna get an adapted version of that. That's basically a mix between try like Captain America, where they come after Bucky mm-hmm. for what he did, yeah. mixed with the actual Civil War. Which, with the what the Russos did with um, Winter Soldier, I think it's going to be a pretty good adaptation, at least with some of the fights and and how it ends out. But I well, think that there's also going to be a lot of wiggle room, especially because they got Hawkeye on the wrong side of the battle than he was mm-hmm. in um, the comic book and a few other things. So, like, they've already played it a little loose, which I think is a lot of fun because, I mean, it's kind of cool that they made Hawkeye part of the anti-initiation or what's it? What was it called? The the Re- Civil Re- Registration Act. I yeah, the right. Registration so, yeah. Act. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the anti-registration characters like that's that's cool, man. And like, I dude, there was a long time where I wouldn't read Fantastic Four comics or comics with Iron Man in them because I was so anti-registration. Man, mm-hmm. I, I that really pissed me off at the time. So you know, like, I'm, I'm glad that they're touching on that a little bit with the film, but I don't think it's ever going to get you know Mark Millar, Brian Michael Bendis serious writing. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a Kevin Feige Russo Brothers movie. You know what I mean? It's well, I but I, well, yeah, but I'll say I'll say this though the Russo Brothers did make Winter Soldier a little bit more serious and hardcore than even the Avengers Age of Ultron was. Um, I per- personally I love the Winter Soldier. I, yeah, I liked no, it's Age of Ultron. Second best Marvel movie made yeah. so far. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, I agree. and it's uh, look. I think the Russo brothers are going to step it up a notch, especially when they get the uh, the Avengers uh, three, three and four. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to; those are going to be better than the Age of Ultron. Uh, oh yeah, these two guys, oh, they hard. they get it. John, look, Joss Whedon did a good job with Avengers. He did a good job with Age of Ultron, but the Russo brothers really get it. Well, them and them bringing in the actual fight choreography and the yep. choreographers and them actually doing practical um, stunts and the practical fighting, it just yep. looks so beautiful. I mean, that, that, that scene at the mm-hmm. end of the trailer that just mm-hmm. sold me that this movie's going to be badass where you just got Cap and Winter Soldier, man, chucking that shield back and forth, just bashing Iron Man's ass, you know? I was just like, oh, man, they're going to kick the shit out of him. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I love Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. So we, he really you know, brought the character to life so much better than he ever was in the comic book. But I grew up, I hated Iron Man in the comic books. I mean, like, he was I just... I still do. Yeah, no, still. I mean, he's... Even though they kind of write him like Robert Downey Jr. now because of the movies, like, mm-hmm. I... Oh, God, I just never liked him. And, like, I loved in Civil War. 
at the end, Daryl knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. At the end of that, like what Cap, what Cap does, oh man, like I I wish they at least do a fraction of that on this. Film. Um, that's too deep for screen, man. That's too deep if they go that comic book route. That's too <laughs> deep for the screen. I think fans would come out looking like what. <laughs> I think they. I think they're gonna get a. People start being scared of Chris Evans. That's for sure. Man, that scene was, <laughs> that scene was hard though. I do love that scene, and because I just reread. It's funny that you said that because when they announced it, I had pulled out. I just found all my issues because I'm missing one and two of Civil War, but I got like three, four, five, six, and I was looking at them, rereading them, and I seen that scene that you're talking about just was looking at them and this friend that you said I said they can't put this on the screen I said I said this is a a, a comic book nerd's wet dream they can't put that on the screen they well, cannot they got, put they that. Got that they got that shot in the trailer where um Winter Soldier's got his robot arm man and he's just trying to rip the arc reactor right out of Tony's chest man like that is just so that was badass yeah that's just brutal man it just looks mm-hmm. so great uh, <laughs> you know what I mean I got oh, correction let me correct myself uh-oh, you're Seven in uh, it. I got to uh, make a correction real quick. Cause I just, I don't want the audience leaving. I'm saying, Kelly guys said six issues, so seven, you dummy. The audience can't, you guys... can't listen. The audience can listen straight to what Kelly guy is saying to be, uh, to be able to judge yeah, you. You're Kelly Burnley, guy. bro. <laughs> you're, 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 yeah, exactly. Sound like you're underwater, like, talking. Comics. No, no, no. I was pulling out the, one of the comics, and I seen seven, so I was just, I, that was me messing with the comics. Ah, that makes sense. That's probably not my reference material. Was any of those comics Aquaman or Namor? Because you sound like you were underwater, bro. <laughs> that's plastic, man. I got my stuff in plastic. That's why I sounded like it. Why you, you guys don't protect me. You got a comic book. Look at your wall, Jack. You know, like them 10 comic books you own? You know how they're in plastic? Like, they're there are 20. <laughs> 20 comic books. I'll just mess with what you can. I, I bought a bunch of them on Amazon the other day, all Star Wars related. I trump all of you guys. I have two pallets full of comic books, so there. Oh, ain't that see y'all, uh, We see your collection, Oscar, on the internet. Oscar was bragging. Oscar was bragging, man. He's like, man. He's like, we talk all these comics. Oscar said, I'm going to pull out all my books, man. I'm going to pull out this. I, I, got not, I got nine long boxes, man. And then, like, wow. sh- so many trade paperbacks. It's Me not too. Even I had a lot of boxes. I, I'm like, man, I, I thought about giving some away, to be honest with you. I thought because so, some of my comics got mold on it. Some over the years uh, got Oh, nah, wow. really? You're storing them correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. man. You got to tape them closed at least a little bit on the back. Mm-hmm. But, um, some... but another thing that was just really amazing about the um, Civil War trailer is the small, goofy characters that we're finally getting to see. Like, you know, just the quick little shots that we got of Black Panther. Oh, yes. man, that just made it just so much even cooler, you know what I mean? And the quick little shots we got of um, Crossbones. Oh, dude, that, that that's what I'm talking about. And that's what DC needs to pull out because, I mean, like, Batman, Superman, like, Wonder Woman's neat. You know, we haven't seen her in live action in a long time or in a film period, but, like, dude, where's, where's Booster Gold? You know, pull out something small and goofy like Hell, that. W- where's Green Lantern? I think uh, Flash is in all this. Actually, yeah, We're, no, yeah, but and I'm not excited that about the guy. Yeah, kid from, yeah. But we need to talk about Kevin really Ezra Miller as Flash. Really, yeah, dude. Like I will never see him as anything besides <laughs> Kevin. All right, with a bow and arrow. But you know, School. He's a creepy little dude, all right? And I don't want well, to give, him a, give him a chance. So get that I gave no chances, no chances for him. No, no, no. Preconceived image out of your head. Uh, no chances for him. Exactly. The fast to be honest Barry Allen is on television. That is my Barry Allen. Yeah, the, dude. Grant Gustav or whatever his name is, that kid is excellent. Like, I, yep. I, 
He should he should cross over into film since they're doing multiversity anyways. He could just run his ass into the film universe. <laughs> and then yeah. I really I really don't understand this uh, this ideology of DC of not having these characters cross over. Especially just, with Marvel baffling. doing doing the exact yeah, opposite, well, have their agents of shit think, and like. Actually, I think the thinking is this: that um, somehow they they want to keep their motion pictures extra special and then keep the television the television side of it, you know, separate. That's well, the yeah. Idea. No, yeah, but the, the, the problem is the oh no, but the problem good, yeah, the TV side is kicking their ass. That's the problem. It's been doing it for 15 years. Smallville kicked Superman Returns ass. Everybody knows that already. Uh, and it's happening again with Superman Men of Steel. I mean, look, look, even Supergirl's better than Men of Steel. Let's be honest. Yeah. That show sucked. Yeah. That, show, that show has that stupid thing about her stepsister and the anti-Supergirl like agency crap going on. And that show's still more watchable. Right? And the whole Sex in the City angle, too. I mean... But you know what, though? They said the reason why... Tornado, and that was badass. I, I did like that. I did like that. That's what you need to pull out. But you know what, though? To, in DC's defense, I understand why they keep Flash and Arrow separate from like the, the big movie screens because you can't do certain things, I think, if you tie them up in that kind of continuity like Marvel do. You know, I don't mind the continuity, but I think they should keep Arrow and Flash separate from Donna. Marvel admits that they screwed up doing certain things with the TV show. Agents of Shield, like they, 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 they ran too crazy with all that inhuman shit, and like Marvel films. Hold on, one at a time, guys. One at a time. But here's the difference, though, with that real quick. With Agents of Shield, that was coming off of Marvel movies in the first place. Agent Coulson and Shield and all that stuff there. There was that was to, a little different. And you know, to be fair, Daredevil and the other shows. That's, again, a little different than Errol and Flash. They're doing certain storylines like time travel or they have certain kind of villains and characters. And you don't want it to be, like, stuck because of the movies because then you start to have that. Because I, I hate to say that that's the fatal flaw with Marvel. You can't use certain characters because guess what? We're going to put it on film. We can't use certain storylines because that's going to be on film. So I, I don't know. I think they should keep it separate. Yeah, and then like they, they'll make the Flash movie called "We Need to Talk About Barry," and like with Ezra Miller, maybe they'll get like um, what's her name to be in it again. Um, what's her name? The weird-looking British lady that was in "We Need to Talk About Kevin." Who? Amanda Peet? Is that who you? No, about? not Amanda Peet. She's not British. Like, oh, what's that's true. Um, no, she's and, weird-looking now. Uh, yeah. What is her name? It's not Amanda Peet. Yeah. Uh, she was the. She played the angel in the Constantine movie. Man, I can't remember her name. She got a weird. Name. I know you talked about. Yeah, like she's gonna have to play the Flash's mom in that, and like Flash really? is creepy and like wear little girl shirts and stuff, like Kevin did. Like I'm never gonna see Ezra Miller as anything besides a creepy little psychopath. Well, actors are actors yep. for some reason. No, no, he was actors, great in that film. I'm not gonna. Can, that's the thing. You could you could take on a different. That's roles. the thing. He sold me that he was a little psychopathic freak. Like, it's going to be hard for him to try to, to try to undo that now. That's you know fine, I mean? just like Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones, right? My thing, look, if they're going to do... Indiana Jones never hold on, hold on. Slasher as a teenager, though, man. <laughs> yeah, that but he was a, a strong part. character. You're just you're arguing in favor that these actors create such indelible characters, you can't see them in anything else. But they're actors for some reason. Well, I mean, like, act. he's going to be able to act circles around Henry Cavill. That's not without saying, because, like, oh, I've geez. already said, the kid's done one good you movie. Gotta, but... You've got a really a thing against... Here, here's the but... thing, those guys. Here's the thing, guys. It, it, it doesn't matter whether he's a good actor or not, which I don't think he is, because I've seen his work and I don't like it. <laughs> but the point... Hold on. The point is, I don't like the fact that we're going to have two interpretations of the same freaking character, one on the mm-hmm. big screen, one on the TV screen, and they're going to be completely different from each other. Confusing as fuck if you're the audience. Why are they doing that? That is stupid. 
If you want to tell, uh, if you have two flashes going on at the same time, hey, guess what? There are different versions of the Flash. Pick a different one. And the, and the hilarious Jay Garrick, thing about it pick is, anybody. The hilarious thing about it is the one that's actually played by a gay guy looks straighter than the one that's played by a straight guy. That 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 is beyond imagination for me, man. And that Ezra Miller's is... a gay guy. Why didn't they pick the gay Flash from the comics? Hey, yeah, that would have been a great marriage. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. You know what? And Jack was right on this though. It don't make sense, though, that DC would have two... Just like Suicide Squad. They had two Suicide Squads. I'm like, yeah, you stupid. got it on Arrow, and then you got it in the movie. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it made no Yo. sense. And making two Flashes don't make sense. And then this that? Flash is better. And it's funny, because any Flash that comes out, I'm not going to lie, it's not going to be better than this Flash. It's not going to be exactly. better than TV Flash. Hell Yo, no, that is, show was just so awesome. This, uh, this question that you guys are raising up is a very good question. I'm gonna, If I ever get a chance to talk to whomever is in charge of that DC Universe, I will ask them that question point blank. So I, know. I will Who have an answer. Please do. Kevin Feige type, type guy? I think, it, I think it's Jeff Jones is part of the Oh, TV Jeff Jones? Side. Oh, he's a... Jeff Jones, yeah. Jeff Johns is part of the. I mean, what, what, ask, ask him what is what are they so afraid of? These other characters that they can't include a different version of the Flash, which is in the comic books. Okay, you know I'll, what I'm I saying. Ask, so I'll easy of a question. Question. Same thing with blank. So hopefully. Same thing with. Look, same thing with with Hal Jordan in the, in the Green Lantern. You know, for crying out loud, if you don't want to do Hal Jordan again, give me John Stewart. Give me John a different Stewart, interpretation. Guy Gardner. I mean, there's like eight, right. Nine, Different Green Lanterns they can yeah. go with, right? Why are you only sticking to one version? I mean, come on. Well, how many? Like, well, like, yeah. they don't have too many flashes. Only flash you got that's the main ones is Wally West and Barry Allen, and 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 uh, we're yet Jay to see Sheridan. Wally West. I grew yeah. up reading Wally West comics. Wally West I is the show. That, well, was well, that was my favorite. That was my favorite Flash character. Look, Wally, Wally West was, was my. Gonna be on this, he's going to be actually on this year. Actually, on the yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Actually, Wally West is coming on next week. You guys on? Uh, he's black. They got Wally West coming on. Next yeah, they made him. They made him. They made him black now. Yeah, that's. Well, Jimmy Olsen's black. Might I've as well be Wally read West. All kinds of of course he's about it. Of course he's black. Because <laughs> Iris, Iris is black. Iris yeah. West is black. Of course he's going to be black. So no, that's what? Not true. What? <laughs> Iris and the show is black. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm being. Like he's just, the, he's just giving you the. He's giving you the typical white guy answer. What? Okay. what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm in so many groups where I have to read this, and I'm like, oh my god, do you not realize what you're, you're actually like? I don't want to. I don't like social justice warriors. I wish instead of comic books, but there, I don't see anything inherently evil about this. Like the whole thing about Michael B. Jordan being in the Fantastic Four. He was the only good actor in the entire film. Why was anybody bitching? Hey. About that. I agree. Agreed. The best thing about that horrible <laughs> film. That was, uh, that was, but you that guys was know what, though? Hey, Johnny's right about that, the social work, uh, uh, social work, because the chick that plays Iris West, a lot of people that's complaining about Iris West probably never read a very beautiful comic She's almost big of a bitch as Laurel and Arrow, and they got to quit making these girls so <laughs> cunty on these shows. I mean, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't stand Laurel. Jack, don't forget that hate mail. Laurel's got. Laurel you gonna make Jack get hate mail? The feminist is gonna get Jack on well, Now Jack is gonna. Laurel is the way this. she is because she's got a lot of issues. So I mean, that's not. A, oh, that's she. Not that's, that, that, there's issues and there's being what she is, man. Like, even I like her, her though. I, I like the chick. Iris is not that really bad. Iris is not bad. And she's all right now that she's the um, canary. I'm talking about like the first three seasons. God, she was just oh, just an evil woman. Especially what she did to like Tommy Merlin. I mean, God, she was just awful to him. At least that's how. All I right, think. so this is uh, from somebody who hasn't seen three seasons of Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Arrow, 
Arrow's kind of hard to watch sometimes. I mean, I enjoy the hell out of the show, but there are a lot of times where I, I'm watching, I'm like, why are you doing this? Man, I can't wait for Flash to come back on. I like, you know I, actually, <laughs> I, like I like Arrow because it's a risky move on the CW because it's a very, very dark show on most It is. It's not, it was when it's it not started, really in, but not It's anymore. not really in line with their, their F, CW ethic there, which is fascinating. So. Oh, it, it, dude, it's nowhere near as dark as Supernatural, and Supernatural's not even really that dark. So, I mean, Su- come on. Supernatural's not that. Supernatural's more of a comedy than anything else. It's not that. Yes, yeah, so is Arrow. Now, I mean, like, when Arrow first started and they were trying to tow that Nolan line, that's one thing. But it's it's almost as silly as The Flash is now. Well, Arrow's starting to go in the direction where he's actually becoming the Green Arrow. So, he actually, he's becoming a, a character that's much more into light now. So, instead of being. But now, he, now he's got a secret baby so. mom and stuff like that. So I think it's back up, but like it was, it is. That's from the comics, though. But that's from the comics, though. Him having that baby mother—that's that's Connor Hawk's mother. No, no, it's fine. But I mean, I was just saying, like that, that might be them trying to like take it to another dark tone again because oh. it really kind of was. Which, by which, by the way, uh, wasn't that the kid or Errol's kid at the end of Smallville there with uh, Chloe? Yes. yes so Chloe was. Yeah. Yes, that's a version of Connor Hawk too. They right. Uh, that's in the comic book because in the nineties they replaced Green Arrow was killed in the plane crash. So they had right. his son. I think he was on the Justice League too, where he mm-hmm. was the Green Arrow for a couple of years. Actually, he was even in the um, Young Justice cartoon. It's a pretty cool character, you know. It was okay. like, cool. yeah. So he's if you guys ever go back, you go to the back, you go into the twenty five cent bins at the comic book shop. <laughs> go look for some. Yeah. My favorite kind of my favorite bin. Yeah, it, yeah. All, it all depends <laughs> on who was writing the issues, man. Because like that's how you got to go with DC. You can't just go and randomly buy DC issues. You got to like. Make sure that it's got a good writer on it. The best DC writer to me from that time was Mark Wade. I like Mark Wade. Mark Wade, Paul Denny. Yeah, those two guys, Paul you can always rely on them having a good book. Greg Rucka was good, too, though. Greg Rucka was a pretty but good... Greg Rucka's uh, always good, like, especially yeah. if he's doing um, uh, noirish characters. I mean, like he rules at writing that type of stuff. Yeah, he was pretty good. Steve Wacker was good. We, we lost him to you guys. We lost Steve Wacker. To uh, Marvel back in the mid two thousands, he was a pretty good editor. So you guys lose to... everybody, man. Like even Jeff Lemire's bounced from DC, and he was like the only good writer they had going like at the end of the New Fifty Two. So true, true. So they are pretty decent writers, depends. But um, yeah, but no, to answer that question, yeah, but... it's Dan Dildo's fault, man. He chases him right away because he's a fucking Nazi editor. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna comment on that one, but yeah. uh, no, it's just what I read. Where I, writers say, man, like he is yeah. impossible to work with if you have a vision and a dream of your own. <laughs> well, DC's corporate. I mean, again, Marvel Comics and DC Comics are corporate anyway. Any corporate properties, if you mess it, yeah. If- but but um, Joe Casada, he takes in people like um, Jonathan Hickman, Nick Spencer, Ailey's Cott, and then he lets them because they have a unique vision, they have a new, yeah. unique way of writing their characters, and he lets them write their the Marvel well, characters think, the way these guys do. I Dan think- Didio doesn't. He like. You got to write it like this. That, well, Marvel's that, got a looser, looser editorial policy because probably their experience of Image Comics. What happened with them there? So they obviously learned from that. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's, they lost almost all their talent in the '90s. I mean, it didn't turn out too well for most of those guys. I mean, like Sylvester and um, uh, what's his name, McFarlane are the only two guys that are still invested in that. But yeah, I mean, but like, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like, well, Kirk- Kirkman's Kirkman made. 
really well, really well. well but it came afterwards. So he well, yeah. Well, Kirkman's yeah. the greatest thing that ever happened to um, Image, Image yeah. Comics. I mean, I'm not a fan of his um, Walking Dead, but like when he became the uh, editor in chief there, like the books that he grinned, like Saga and East of West, and him bringing people like Hickman and Nick Spencer, yeah. and a lot of the guys that I was just talking about that write at Marvel, Ailes Cott, all these guys, like they are just bad. They're trailblazing, and Image Comics is is the best imprint on on the shelves right now if you're not reading Im- at least one image book man there's something mm-hmm. wrong with you you ain't a real comic book reader mm-hmm. i at least got to say that about you, <laughs> there you but go. yeah um but i've DC- never agreed more with you than right now but dc <laughs> um man I, I they got a problem like every time they get something new and innovative they cancel it right away and they just replace it with a lantern book which like they really need to stop that policy you know what i mean like well you know what dc was doing fine in the 2000s cuz i i read dc straight through i just kind of stopped with 52s i yeah, was off you've read hulk for 20 years and he's a shit character so i mean well, that's different we 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 touching that <laughs> now we're touching that part in the bit though <laughs> but here's the thing with dc dc you're right they canceled like manhunter i remember when they canceled manhunter in like 2006. Pretty good book. For Hero, like their best book ever. Every time a new incarnation comes out of it, they shit can it right away. Nobody reads it though, but here's the thing though, Johnny. Nobody reads it. That's the thing. They don't, not enough fans support their work. Like when they have different comics that come out, because they have pretty good stuff. Because I don't read Superman and Batman. I ain't like other people. They go around reading just Superman and Batman. I be reading Green Arrow, uh, Aquaman, and different characters like that. (laughs) Aquaman. I love Aquaman. What's wrong with he's not even he's not even a real superhero, man. He's he talks to fish. Epic book, he man. talks Come to on. fish, man. Come on. Aquaman. You think about Look, super, unless you think there's about a fish Look, hold on, unless there's a fish drought in North America, he is no good to nobody. Man, Aquaman is one of my favorite characters out of DC. Namor would kick his ass. Namor would kick his ass. Oh, Namor would beat him. Oh no, Namor would beat him. Everybody always said that Namor is super strong. He is like Superman. He's a sociopath. Yeah. Not just that, but he has the strength of Superman. So. So, come on, Neymar is a fish, man. He's a fish I don't think Neymar's that strong. Neymar really? would kill Aquaman and then have sex with his wife because he likes In a heartbeat, like yes. <laughs> he would. Namor, and I would Namor pay double to see that totally on the screen. totally always banging people's wives in comic books. And I would pay good money to see it on the big screen, by the way. I would pay good money for that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, what, I wonder if Neymar was ever going to make it on the big screen. That's an interesting mm. thing. They've been, a, they've mm, been hinting tough. about it like for a long time. Like, oh, Matt yeah. Damon's going to play him. I'm like, well, that's no, weird. Oh, no. Oh, no. That Whoa. was a long time ago. And then supposedly Matt Damon was supposed God, to play no. Captain America, too. Like, right after they said that. But uh, They should get that guy that's on that crappy AMC show into the bad cliches to play Namor. He hella looks like him. I heard, Universal, I heard Universal was lines. acting up. Yeah. I think I think Universal got the rights to uh, Namor. I think Oscar made no more about it. But I think Universal... They're holding up the rights with Namor, kind of like Fox was doing with the Fantastic well, Four and X Men. Yeah, but at well, some point, don't they have to release a movie? Know. Yeah, don't they have to release a movie, or they lose the rights, though? Yeah, I don't they, know. I, I they don't have know. to do something within it in a lot of time. Otherwise, yeah, depends they, what they, kind of deal they struck. Actually, so yeah, I mean, I mean, Universal Universal rolled right over and gave him the Hulk back. So I mean, I'm pretty they sure they like, Hulk back. They still show the rights to Hulk. They didn't give him the, the rights back to Hulk. Yeah, Hulk. but I mean, like. They don't have a problem with them using the Hulk. They, they did the same. Yeah, they did the same deal that they're doing with Spider-Man, where they're so sharing I don't the see why They would do the same thing with Namor because I don't really see. But, see, but I don't really see Universal making bank off of solo Namor movies. Like, true, but own. you know what? That's different studios, though. Yeah, remember Sony did it out of desperation because Spider-Man. They were sinking their own property. 
the Hulk with Universal, they had a cold... I mean, they could do it, Neymar. Yeah, but, but the thing is, is Sony's idiots. Like, Spider-Man's got a big enough universe that if they played it right, they could have did countless, countless movies without ever having to involve the Marvel Universe. Same thing with Fox and the X-Men. If they, yeah. if they actually do it right, like, Spider-Man and the X-Men universe are big enough that they don't even have to cross over with... I'll give it to Johnny. Johnny. But Namor, the best thing about Namor is he is always teaming up with the Fantastic exactly. Four, or the Black Panther, or with Spider-Man. I mean, he doesn't really do things by himself very often, because he but doesn't right. have his own series very often. <laughs> but you know what, Johnny? You're right. I agree with you. I'm one of the people I argue with or your or old co-host Crossfire on this. Because he was for it, I was always against Spider-Man coming to Marvel. Always, but I just accepted. Yeah, because it. all the small characters are going to get less and less screen time because everybody's going to want overrated man all the time on screen. Him and Iron it. Man are just going to. If we'll, they get Wolverine, oh man, you go ahead and kiss characters like Hawkeye goodbye. You know. What I mean? Oh yes, yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> you know what? I was against Spider-Man coming in for a long time because I knew the first thing that Marvel was going to do was start showcasing Spider-Man over the other characters. X-Men, I hope, don't come over there. But they haven't, they haven't even done that. Look look at the uh, Silver War trailer. We know he's yeah. in the movie. They didn't even show him. Oh, not, even, not even a glimpse. Which is well, great. They I mean, it, it, it's, they're doing the same thing that they did with Luke Skywalker, man. They're tickling, right. they're tickling the fanboys' balls, and it's going to drive them crazy. <laughs> Let, and that's great. Let them do that. Let them do that. And then focus on the other characters. You can sell them also. in the movie for like a minute. That would be so great. That here's the best out of that though. They didn't show Spider Man because if they would have shown Spider Man, that would have taken over the whole movie. All people would have talked about was Spider Man. They would have never talked about Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So that's why they kept Spider Man off of there because he's so popular. Like Johnny said, he could have stayed over there at Marvel. They could have just made more movies. So putting Spider Man over there to me made absolutely no sense because Civil War is going to sell itself anyway. It was Marvel Cinematic Universe is popular. So they just they- didn't. It makes perfect sense because Sony doesn't know how to handle how to, what to do with the character. So I'm glad Spider-Man is back to Marvel because that, well, those no, last no. two yes, Marvel exactly. movies, those last two Spider-Man movies were atrocious. Were you defending? Were you hold on? Were you defending Amazing Spider-Man at one point? Who I was? No, that, yeah, that was me because I liked the first no, movie, so. and I, ha- I was I was hopeful <laughs> about the second one, but like that was on my la- my worst movies of the last only, year's. The list. only thing I was defending about it was the casting. I thought the casting. Yeah, no. Was really th- yeah, no. They they really got good people. The, the, the thing, characters. Thing but... that irked me about both movies was having the villains tied into Oscorp. I mean, that's yes. You're gonna get that again, Oscar. Oscar, Oscar you you're gonna get that again. You're going to get that in the uh, next Spider-Man movie that they come out with. It's going to be Ultimate Version, and it's going to be the same thing. So it's just going to be with a younger... It's just going to be a younger Spider-Man in high school. A lot, a lot of things that I'm reading are getting me excited, because they're talking about having, like, John Benthal, or however you say his name, Punisher showing up over on, in, in the Spider-Man movies, which sounds Don't cool. mind. They're talking about having Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin going over there. Like, that 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 would be cool if they actually kind of bring some of the Netflix characters over and put them in, the, like, the um, Sony Spider-Man well, I like that. Well, I take it back if they do that. If they do that, then, you know... That, I, those I'm, are the rumors I'm, I've been reading about, like, casting for the bad guy in the Spider-Man movies, so if they at least do that for the first film, that would be really neat in my opinion. That would be better than just like them having him, yeah, like oh, this is my buddy Harry and his daddy's mean and his daddy <laughs> again. Oh, yeah, well, we- I mean, this Spider-Man, remember, we had to also remember this Spider-Man is going to be a younger Spider-Man. He's going to be still in high school. He's spider Not child. that young, Jesus, but he's going to be a lot younger. <laughs> he's going to be in high school. Yeah, but looks, no, he's actually he doesn't look that. No, young. No, he's Come 19 years old, but I mean he does. Right. He looks 12, bro. 
Well, yeah, but that, that's actually a good thing. That means he can stay with his character for a decade yeah, or two. Yeah, because everybody knows that Spider-Man never grew up or left high school. He's always just, you know, been a well, that's, child that's in the, the comic, comic books. That's the comic right. books. So we're talking about the movies, so yeah. two different right. universes. Yeah, no, like, why, why should they evolve the character, like, and do all the great things that they've done with them since the 60s? Well, they'll do the same thing they hmm. did with the James Bond films, where James Bond stays yeah, a certain was... age, and they replace him with another actor, and then that's where they Well, you see, I don't, I don't think that was the agenda when they were doing The Amazing Spider-Man. I really think they wanted to continue that series for a few years and have uh, Andrew Garfield grow mm-hmm. into the character more. The problem was the second movie didn't do well. Uh, it's not as well as it should have. They shouldn't uh, have critically... just tried to make Dark Knight the Spider-Man version. Well, critically it was panned. Look, critically it was panned by the fans and the critics. Yeah. Uh, that was a major problem and that's why they had to reboot it. That and also Andrew Garfield put his foot in his mouth when yeah. he trashed yeah. the studio. You don't yeah. ever do that. Even if the movie sucks, you stay quiet and you support the studio because exactly. yeah, that's get fired. why he's doing straight-to-video movies about guys for the rest problem. of his life. He, he, that kid will never work again. That's, that's honestly, he will never work in a big budget movie again. Because uh, he'll probably be in the next Star Wars movie. No, he will not. <laughs> If you haven't seen him in a, his recent movie, is called Ninety Nine Homes. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I was talking about. It's he's actually video quite movie good. He's like that. killing bankers. Yeah, but that's right? a straight-to-video no, movie. Actor. I'm that's not a, saying that there's yeah. anything wrong with it. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, neither am I. But the the problem is that uh, he put his foot in his mouth. He's pissed oh, off the wrong yeah. people. Yeah, no, you and work for and a company, you don't go out and talk shit about right. Him. Don't for him. once you like ten years down the line, you, you, and you're like, yeah. yeah, man, that movie was shit. Like, there, there's no problem with doing that then. But like, when you're still working for them, and there's a chance that you're going to have a sequel, you don't come out and go like, yeah, man, they completely screwed me. They screwed you. Like, we had this whole other film. I mean, even I know, and I know it's completely true. Everybody knows that it's true that Sony went in and recut that film and reshot that film to where it was. Just just that sh- that kitty garbage, but you can't go out and blast him like that in the press. You know what I mean? He really did just make sure that mm-hmm. he was never going to work for Sony or any of their companies ever again, and no other studio might work with him for a well, long here's the th- time. He- yeah, no, here's the thing: he not only did he put his, his, himself in a bad position with Sony, but any other big studio making a big budget movie would look at him and say, "Well, if something happens, he has a big mouth. We can't trust that actor." Yeah. So that's going to hurt him across the board with big movies. He's going to be relegated to smaller independent projects if he's lucky to get you know big roles like that. He might actually one day be an Oscar winner. You never know yeah. how good of an actor he could yeah, no, be. But it will be in a small independent like, movie. Quentin Tarantino might decide to resurrect him like he did John Travolta. You know what I mean? And like right, you know, something like that. Or Christopher Nolan, he seems to be able to take actors that people have kind of relegated to nothing and forgot about and kind of bring them back out of obscurity. So, like, maybe if one of those two guys decide to take on Garfield, like, he might have a future in big films, but, like... I still say that Garfield should play uh, Psycho in a, in a Psycho Yeah, remake. no, Jesus, he... There is oh, dude, he looks, he looks exactly... Right there. He looks exactly <laughs> like Anthony Perkins. There's Identical. uncanny resemblance right there, bro. Oh, it's so weird. Creepy. <laughs> but I don't think anybody wants to see another Psycho reboot after that crappy Vince Vaughn one, bro. I mean, God. There's, also Dude, psych- well, there's also that um, Norman television t- series, too. So. Yeah, uh, Bates Motel, which is a yeah. really Bates good Motel, show. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a really good show. Is it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you no, know, it really is, it? is. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, is that? Because I'm like, man, the garbage. I watched I, no, I got, no, 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 no. I first no. season, really and good. I only got to the episode where like he's trying to get his belt back from the cop's house, and like, I, I can't get into it, man. At least not like so far. Like the whole thing with the evil older stepbrother, I'm like, where the hell did this come into? No, you gotta, you gotta keep thing. watching it. You gotta keep I watching because actually, <laughs> you gotta keep watching. It goes, it goes into a very disturbing twist. Okay, yes, well, that, that's really? the thing is, I, I wasn't really seeing does. anything too disturbing um, in the first. No, again, it, the brother's uh, lineage, let's just say, is very disturbing and messed up. And when you start seeing <laughs> after least. season two, yeah, it's at least when you see season two, you start really seeing. Wait a second, now you start to understand why exactly Norman Bates, you know, was. 
psycho, why he went crazy. Uh, you start seeing more and more of like what leads up to this, and it's not only him, and it's not only his mother, it's the entire family are fucked up. And you start seeing all the different things that happen in, in, within this family. And they really do evolve the characters beautifully in the, se- in the second season. So uh, the show is good. I mean, if you haven't given it a chance past I'll a few watch episodes... It. I'll watch it if you guys say it got more story, because I like stuff... Because, you know, the kind of turn me off with that show, it's like Gotham. You, I, you get tired of these little Muppet Baby type uh, shows with, like, monster villains. Hannibal was a good show. I liked Hannibal, too, but... Yeah, See, but you, this, is not, this is not that show. Uh, Bates Motel is not, a, like, a monster show, like, the Freak of the Week or anything. It's actually a continuing storyline, oh. which continues the storyline of the, the, you know, the main characters yeah. and things that happen to them as they're just trying to, you know, especially the mother who's just trying to survive and, yeah. and have this motel and take care of her kid. And at the same time, she's, you know, crazy and she's messed up in the head and her family's oh. messed up. And you see all the stuff that happens to her and to the family. And yeah, there are people that are involved, criminals and, and different things, different organ- different stuff that happens to them. But it isn't like a freak of the week type of thing. Like, it's you not like Gotham. Get out. Yeah, it's not, it's like not like Gotham. Gotham. Nothing like Gotham. It's a lot better than Gotham. Really? Gotham a lot lot I, I, I like Gotham a lot. I do too. Even though the show's got its problems and it's silly a lot, but I, I, I have fun with it. I can't hate oh. on it. Yeah, I love Gotham too. Gotham is a pretty decent show. I like some of the stuff they got in the uh, Some stuff be funny. On it. Some episodes do be stupid. I, I won't lie on that. But then they have some pretty good. I like last week's episode. I don't know if anybody's seen the season finale with... Um, no, I'm a few behind, three. but... Oh, I'm like two episodes from it, yeah. Actually, I was watching one of the episodes earlier today. Um, I, I was uh, the one where uh, Bruce gets kidnapped and they put him in the cell with a blonde girl. And oh, yeah. The, the, the uncle's like, oh, well. Out. Yeah, yeah. They tell her, oh, you got to make him love you again or whatever. And at the end, he kisses her, you know, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bruce gets um, right on. Well, no, but no, but here, th- th- this is one thing that I really did like about the way they're going with the character of Bruce Wayne on this show. Uh, he doesn't kiss her because he's trying to get laid, or he's trying to get some, or he's trying to, you know, uh, make her like him or anything. No, he's doing it because he's trying to save her life. A conversation oh. right before that scene, he tells her, hey, "Listen, I don't love you. I have no feeling for you. You know, in fact, I know what you're doing. You're only doing this because you want to manipulate and you want to uh, trick me. This is all a trick on your end." But because she was telling him that unless that her unless uh, she made him fall in love with her with her again. Uh, the uncle was going to kill her. So at the end, we, after he tells her all that, and she's aware that he does not have any feelings for her, he doesn't love her. He, when they're taking him for his execution, he turns around. And he tells her, tells the, uh, her uncle, tells him, uh, "Give me a minute." He turns around. And he tells her, "I love you," and he gives her a kiss. The only reason he's doing it is so the uncle wouldn't kill her. Yeah, I remember that. That was, and uh, that's very about... bat. That's a that's a very Batman. That's like some type of creepy yeah. like dark web stuff going on on that episode, huh? Damn, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. very dark. They had the Saint Dumas. If anybody's familiar with Ezreal, they had Saint yes. Dumas on there. They had the yep. Court of Owls. Uh, they wrapped up that storyline though, because it, it's going to go into like spoiler alert. Well, it goes. They're, go, they're setting go, up the whole Azrael thing there. Yeah, right on. yeah they did. I, I, I really liked the Goat of Gotham episode in the first season. That was like a really cool, weird occultic episode that they did. That was fun. I wonder how long it's going to take before they bring in Ra's al Ghul and oh, man, that whole thing. I hope, I hope they got him cooler than they do in Arrow because, like, that For guy real. that they had play him in Arrow was pretty wet. That's the one thing that I don't like about that show is when they cast, like, the big villains, they always get some cornball-ass guy, like the dude that played Vandal Savage. I'm not going to go like that that fandom guy did on you, Daryl, but, like, I like that crossover, but I think that they could have cast Vandal Savage a lot better. He's He's back for Legends of Tomorrow, so... The same yeah. actor. Yeah, I'm not really yeah. looking too, forward to that. Yeah, show. they did. Well, Rachel Gould, but you know what? I think certain villains got to make sense, though, if you put them on Gotham. If you put Rachel in there, you got to make Rachel not be powerful, though. 
Because, like, it has to be something realistic that Gordon could be. Because you can't... I think you yeah, can't no, put... he's going to have to be like the Nolan, but even more tame, basically. Yeah, he can really tame. Because you can't put the racial goals certain... Because, ba- like, a lot of the Batman villains on the show, they're not really fully formed yet. So there's people that Gordon could punch out. Because we'll like be the... Rage before he discovered the Lazarus Pits. I gotcha. Yeah, right. it has to be that version. Because, you know, it can't be, like, you know... You know there's some spooky water under my house, but I haven't gone in it yet. I hear voices down there, but I don't know what's going on. Fish don't talk. Is Aquaman down there? <laughs> is he hanging out with my fish again damn Aquaman but it'd be cool I mean I, I really have a lot of fun with Gotham like to me I, I I know that they got the mythos a lot wrong and even though they said like oh, it's boy, based off ever. of um, Gotham Central it's way different than that comic book was but I just oh, yeah. see it as a Elseworlds tale you know what me I mean too. it's Gotham by Gaslight basically well at the end of the day that's, that's, that's all these X version. that's all what these shows are they're Elseworlds they're, they're not canon in any no. way, shape, or form. Oh, no, 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 the, the Flash is. The Flash is totally canon show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Like um, I was saying. <laughs> Flash, you know what, though? Gotham, you're right. Gotham ain't... Yeah, but here's the thing with Gotham. Because I, I argue with a lot of people that's friends with me online and on the phone and on groups about uh, that. Are you so, constantly talking to people on the phone being like, man, Gotham <laughs> sucks? If you be telling me that, I'd be recommending Gotham, but people say that because they're used to Batman being a certain way. And... The thing is, I haven't read every Batman book on the planet, but I've read enough Batman books to know that there's no histories with all the characters. Their ages are different. They're, I mean, nobody knows Two-Face's real age or Joker's age. People assume that Joker is the same age as Bruce, but they're, they're actually not the same age. I think Joker is older than Batman. Penguin is older. Uh, Harvey Dent is older. So there's different depictions in some books that they're not even really young. Bruce wasn't even that young in the books, to be honest with you. So I don't know fans be getting Yeah, no, mad. I mean, like in year one, he was like, what, um, 30, 31 25. years old? 25. Was he 25 when he came back yep. and became Batman? Yeah. Okay. I but knew he was, was already a grown-ass man, you know what I mean? He and was. he had been out for 10 years, so at the age of 15 or 16 yeah. or there's when he takes off. Which, they could do that on the show. I mean, the kid is, yeah. uh, what, like 15 already? Like 12 or 13. Yeah, no, he's a little older. He's like 13, 14 on there. He's a little older than that. Um, I, I hope he's a little older. He looks a little older than that. Now, he needs to have a growth spurt at some point to be Batman on the show if, if they're ever going to get there. My thing is, that's going to take like 10 years. This is, this is all Smallville all over again. We're never going to yeah. see him as Batman. No. Until the, until the last scene. You know what? Too? But you got to remember this, Jackal, too. This show, where the timeline takes place right after Thomas and Martha Wayne is killed. Now, in the comic books and animation, it always skipped like some years and like they said uh, Frank Miller gave you that 10 year timeline so this show takes place directly after Bruce's parents killed so it's so early on with the Batman villains and characters that you know you have a lot of years and you have to look at Gordon's age too Gordon is like what in his mid 30s in the Penguin so you have to always look at their ages and say that this is an early Gotham still because Catwoman is little she's a little girl and all these little Muppet Baby type characters on there. Uh, was it Poison Girl? Poison yeah, Ivy. Poison Ivy, yeah, looking like some Tim Burton character, yeah. Yeah, they Poison Ivy, yeah, so it's still kind of directly after his parents. This is like one year, I think, after the parents is killed. Well, so. what I think they're going to do is they're going to have Batman be the first Robin. And, like, he before he takes off, he tries being a superhero. And, like, he basically, like, I, that's what I would do, have him young and run around in the Robin suit. and then So, you would, co- so you would completely uh, mess up the mythology even more by having <laughs> it was Robin. It was no, no, he funny. was Robin. No, he was Robin in the comic books. In Silver Age pre-crisis, Batman was Robin when he stayed with his uncle. Read the unto- Batman, the untold tales, because they got a Well, I don't remember that, California guy. I'm going to be honest with you. 
Well, no, oh, it's okay. pre-crisis. You're, yeah, you're totally... I. I never knew that. So yeah, that's that's new to me. Dude, yeah. Well, yeah. it would just it would just be kind of a goofy, neat thing to do because, like, you know how like Batman, Superman was never the blur before he was Superman. At least I've never heard of him as that. From right, what I understand, right. Superman originally showed up. He was bald and he was a bad guy, and then like along the lines, <sighs> they kind of slowly turned him into a good guy. In his well, the original, books. yeah, the original serials, uh, in, you know, the original mm-hmm. uh, Superman was bald and he was a god with weird powers. In fact, it was more like Lex Luthor. With superpowers. That's really what it was. And then when they were crafting the character after they saw they had kind of a hit on their hands, they were like, wait a second. If he's going to be the main character, we have to make him a good guy. So they kind of switched it around and they split the characters apart. Lex Luthor became the bad guy. Superman became the good guy. And they kind of worked out you know, the angles of how to make it better than what they originally did. But the original idea was to have like this amalgamation of the characters, Lex and Superman. Yeah, but he was never another hero before he was Superman like they did in of Smallville. Course not. Right, so, I mean, no, no. like, they could do the same. Like you said, this is basically Smallville, the Batman edition. So they could make him, I, maybe not Robin. Maybe he'll be not, the first Nightwing or the first Red Robin. You know what I mean? That would be kind of cool to, like, have him, like, wear Red the mantle of one of well, Yum. That's what I was. Every time I go and eat there, I call that place Tim Drake's, too. That's what I actually call that. Tim Drake. Red Robins. Yeah. <laughs> yum. <laughs> Going to go get a burger at Tim Drake's, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> You know, whenever I go to one of those places, the first thing I say when I'm in the drive-thru is like, gee, Willikers, the menu looks fantastic, Batman. <laughs> John, you will, make Jackal, you will make Jackal hate that show, Gotham. You said <laughs> Jackal. Jackal hates Robin for a weird reason, man, and I understand, you know. It's kind of the same reason why I hate Man of Steel so much, because the movie actually didn't, didn't hurt my feelings too bad. I didn't enjoy it all the way, but it was the entire... It was all the bullshit and the package that came with it, you know, with the trolls and all that. It really tainted the film. And then oh, um, trolls got you, huh? So, I mean, come on, man. You got you stop looking at the troll stuff, man. It's gonna make you see, but oh, trolls no, have nothing. Oh no, no, that has nothing to do with the reason why I hate Robin. I just think it's a horrible character. Period. I'm, I'm not saying that he's got to wear the little green shorts or anything. Like he could. That's like, why he's a horrible character. The original concept of Robin, he looked why, weird, I'm man. Like, he looked I'm like Peter like, Pan on acid. Like really, who the <laughs> hell drew this thing? I'm saying like did, if they have him as Robin on um, Gotham, they could like have why. him like have like some green pants on and like the, you know what I mean? Like here's the thing. When and this is my, my issue with uh, the character of Robin. Whenever you whenever you introduce, especially if you're going to go by the original concept of what Robin was, which is a kid in the Robin outfit, you know, fighting crime next to, next to Batman. If you're going to go down that route, it completely makes it look idiotic. Because why would a vigilante like Batman, right, who's a the uh, all crusader, the DC guys had him at the time. There was Aqua Lad, like, and they were Batman. all retarded for doing it, and it should not have happened. Because ever. you know why? Because why? Well, hold on. Why would? Hold on. But let me finish my statement. Why would Batman put a child in harm's way like that? It makes absolutely no sense, other than they're trying to sell some comics to little kids back in the that's 50s. That's what they were doing. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. But that's but but this. I understand that. But this is. But if you're doing stuff on a cinematic level, you try to do serious films. You do not include that character because you don't have to. Ruins Dude, like he had Robin in Dark Knight Returns. Or... No, but that wasn't really a Robin character. That yeah, was like a nod of Robin. That was not Robin. Robin. But here's the thing no. with the concept of Robin, though. When Bob Kane and them Bob created, it? they didn't have no intentions of making movies in the future either, though. So that was the thing when they created the Robin character. So it's it's not like 
they were saying because Batman wasn't surviving by himself. Like, dude, like, but it was Batman was barely out a couple years before he had his first silent serial. Um, yeah, they did. Well, okay, but you're right on that. But check this out. When they, <laughs> it's not like today. no, you're, no, Daryl, you're completely, you're completely wrong. You know why? Because after Superman, the serials and the TV shows were a hit. That's the only thing these people were thinking about back then. One day we can make a movie out of this. We're gonna make a TV show. We can make more money. Yes, movies were being made in the 30s and 40s, Daryl. The ser- in that time, they had serials, so definitely. Yeah, the, the black yes. silent serials. Like, they there was, came they out were on just... silent. They were on silent. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they, I mean, like, they still came out just, like, what, a few years after the comic book? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. it came after, and they had radio shows, too, but when they created Batman and Robin, like Superman and Jimmy Olsen, they wasn't saying, oh, you know, people are not going to like the comic. Nobody cared, man, because nobody was looking that deep at the well, comic book at the time. That- that was that was golden silver age, man. And then, like in the '60s, you had the comic book code pop up. So, I mean, like they needed to have that enduring shift where, like, yeah, we're not going to turn your kids into psychos, which was bullshit, anyways. The comic, but still, the comic code actually came in the late '50s after the East. Yeah, comics. yeah, That's yeah, no, no, no. 50s. But but I mean, like after that, that kind of really perpetuated. Yeah. Like I probably think the kid sidekick thing. You know, what that I mean? was That's a reaction. I mean. That was a reaction to the horror in comics at the time. Yeah, the the, the, the noir then, and the horror books that EC was putting yeah. out exactly. Yeah, then, they brought, then that brought back the superhero books because of that directly. More yeah. Yep. Guys, we got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back in two minutes, where we have more news plus our top ten list at the end of the show. Top ten list is going to be uh, Star Wars related. What is the uh, top ten this week, John? Johnny Alfred, what is the top ten? Top ten favorite Star Wars characters ever. Yeah, <laughs> boy, that was so easy. Took me five minutes, maybe two. Took me two minutes. <laughs> took me thirty seconds. We'll be All right, right back. That <laughs> <laughs> took me twenty minutes. Oh, lies! I win thirty wow. seconds. Rodriguez show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fella. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez show is much more than adequate. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Superman homepage.com. 4,734 UFO sightings in 2007. 
854 abductions by aliens or unknown species reported by American and British citizens hundreds more unreported in 2007. Suppressed information about collisions with passenger aircraft and UFOs that has been kept from the public knowledge for years. And only one trusted source of information from some of the top UFO researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted, connected, accurate. The UFOstore.com Expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to theufostore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and theufostore.com has it. Alright, last segment of the show. This is the Roundtable Show on PSN Radio. If you guys are listening in and want to join in the conversation, please call in. 786-245-8127 is the call-in number. As always, I'm Angel Espino, joined by Oscar Benjamin the Wolf, Johnny Alpha in California guy, on this exciting episode of the Roundtable Show. Now, uh, as we were doing on the last segment, we are going over some news uh, that is in the Newswire, and of course this is all about Star Wars this month. So, Johnny, is there anything else Star Wars related on that Newswire that we want to talk about tonight? Yeah, Carrie Fisher came out and had a really cool opinion on the whole controversy over the slave bikini. She kind of came out and told everybody that you guys are being stupid and just let it the hell go. And I, I, I got <laughs> to give her mad props for that. That was that was just too cool for her crazy old ass to do, man. Like I, I'm so happy that the actual <laughs> wearer of it came out and and weighed in and just admitted how stupid the social justice warriors were being about that crap. Get your social justice out of my nerdism. I don't need it. It's fantasy for a reason, you assholes. I, I got to completely agree. I completely yeah. com- agree also. I agree too. Yeah, it's PC, I mean, I, 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 it's PC nonsense. I mean, it is. So. And, and I don't understand I don't understand really the the whole nonsense with uh, the whole bikini thing. Well, it really popped uh, she up was, with the with the black I know, figure, it, you know the black label stupid. figures. Like yeah, the black yeah, yeah. label figure came out and like parents saw it and they got all and it started this whole controversy and it's like I have the original, like, Kenner figure from the 80s of her in the bikini. I got the Mike- reissue, like, and then I got several figures of her throughout the time because I, I, I really like that look. I mean, I have it's several awesome figures look. of it. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the metal slave bikini. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. I think yes. that, that's kind of like a first <laughs> she was for hot. a lot of us as kids. So, I mean. Hey, hey the first boner I ever got was to lay in that bikini. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying. I am not going to lie. The first boner ever on this body came thanks to Chris. And hey, keep your Chris social away. justice away from that. You yes, know? just it's keep it away special. from you. Here, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What happened to these parents? Because at one point they saw these movies in the theaters and they loved that bikini. What happens to people when they get older? Do we just become bitter and we become, become stupid about things like this? I mean, she was taken 
into custody by a person, well, not even by a thing, a slug like Jabba the Hutt, who <laughs> forced her to wear this slave bikini. It's not like she did it because it looked sexy and she liked it. No, she was forced to do it. And guess what she did after she was forced? She killed the bastard who made, yeah, him, she, made her she wear strangled it. Strangled his ass so, with a chain, man. I mean, she- <laughs> Princess Leia is the most badass female in the in the galaxy, far, far away. Have that, some respect, that you PC douchebags. Like, his tongue flapping, man. Here, here. Choked him out. PC douchebags, man. Exactly. Leave that alone, Jesus! There's nothing sacred. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's a it's it's a sci-fi fantasy epic, like fantasy. Right. I mean, like it, it would be one thing if, like, I don't know if there was even more skin, but I mean, like, compared to like stuff that girls wear at the beach that I see constantly, like on like TMZ and stuff, that that's a very tasteful, very concealing outfit. You know what I mean? Compared to to French cut and certain types of bikinis, they actually. <laughs> Wear out. It, it was know? it was very tasteful. That's for damn sure. Yeah, tasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for Carrie, Carrie to come out, Fisher, where were you yeah. my whole life? Yeah, and she come out and just shut him down. I thought that was just wonderful, man. Like honestly, mm-hmm. I was just really, really happy by that. That was almost as cool as reading that. Like George the Crab Man Lucas finally went and saw Force Awakens, and I liked <laughs> it. It was a good movie. I why, was why wrong gotta, about being gotta, a dick about it. Why we got to make fun of a god like that? We got to do it. That's not cool. Puny god. <laughs> I know I make fun of the Hulk, but I got to quote him there. Puny god. I can be kept to ask you guys this: Why can't you have an opinion if it's negative or positive, man? I feel right. sorry for George, man. All like nothing he says yeah, is everything yeah, he says is criticized. Nothing he's hold on. Nothing he says can be taken with a grain of salt. Anything he says is criticized, whether he likes it or doesn't like it. It's, if he says anything, people are just bashing the guy. I mean, let, let it go, man. The guy created Star Wars. He gave us a universe that we all love. Let it go. He gave us Star Wars. Let it go. No, he didn't. He gave us Hayden Christensen. Thank you, George. And and guess what? Disney's going <laughs> to give us Hayden Christensen again because they, they're bringing gotta him back. Realize, we all so. got to realize, though, he created Star Wars. He could do what he wants with Star Wars. That's it's right. Material. Not he's anymore. Star, he's the artist behind Star Wars. Well, I'm talking not about anymore. then. I'm not talking yeah. about now. Right. So I mean, whether you agree with him or not, he created his. That's his materials. So. Yeah, and that's the same. That's the same kind of crap argument that K one gives Jekyll all the time. And like, I don't care about that. Like, yeah. So what? Ridley Scott created Alien. You don't see him turning around and fucking that up. Uh, Prometheus. Some people say Prometheus he did was that fun, up. and like, it, it, it's not him ruining Alien. He didn't go back and re-edit and put Hayden Christensen's. Go- oh, come on. It's Again with a special edition bashing. That's Again the thing. How he ruined his own you don't, you don't see. You don't see. And James Cameron's probably more egotistical than George Lucas. You don't see him going and like fixing the Terminator at the end of Terminator One and putting CGI in instead of the, the amazing okay, stop on. go animation. Hold on, hold on. How do you how do you feel about Steven Spielberg? Because he did the same thing with ET. He's an okay. asshole. Yeah, changing the. <laughs> the how, how is he? How is the greatest director who ever lived an asshole? How does that work? The greatest he, direct, really? Come on, dude. Come, he actually, what? at that time, he been Unfortunately, he he bowed down to politically correct nonsense by putting. I'm actually surprised they didn't put Ewoks so. in the re-edits of Indiana Jones. I'm surprised that they actually like kept those as liberal as they did. Notice the crickets in the silence. <laughs> anyway, anything else on the uh, newswire there? Uh, yeah, um, but it has nothing to do with Star Wars. Is that okay? I guess. Uh, well, there's certain fanboys that... Whatever avoids uh, more George Lucas bashing by you. No, say, no, hey, no, 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 it's... It, it's um, 
it, it's comic book related. Like on certain comic book sites, certain people are kind of whiny that the Hulk is not going to be in Civil War. But like, what they need to understand is in Thor three. Like it's basically going to be a, a smaller scale civil war, but we're finally going to get to see the ultimate throwdown between Hulk and Thor, and Thor's just going to beat his green punk ass, right, Daryl? I mean, Hulk's going to get of smashed. Course. Of course, Man, you're not no, going to get no comment from me. You're not going to get no. You, you're trying to bait me. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that because everybody knows how I feel about it. The Hulk is going to beat Thor in the story. Not in Thor's own movie, dude. The Mighty Ducks never lose in a movie called The Mighty Ducks. Not at it's, the it's end. Him. It's impossible that Hulk could beat Thor. No, Hulk way. can't beat Thor. Hulk is, <laughs> in fact, Hulk, Hulk Thor is, is a Thor like in the comic books. Don't quit believing, Daryl. In the comic books, Thor is a god. Hulk is just an irradiated human being. Yeah, he's no just way. A big, okay, okay, asshole. okay, 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 okay. Because we said this off here, so let me let me go and make it further. There's evidence from Stan Lee himself and Jack uh-huh. Kirby. And you could look at early issues where they established. Now, I'm not saying the Hulk has beat down Thor, but the Hulk and Thor is a tie. Stanley said himself, the correct. Now, we want to talk and, about correct. And, and then like, they turned around he and said, like they let every character in the 616 beat Hulk's ass. Oh, okay, here's the thing. Moon Knight beat him up, and that guy is he's psychotic. Superman, <laughs> okay, look at this. Superman, for example. <laughs> You got Batman about to fight Superman in a movie. Now, everybody knows that Batman cannot stand yes, too Yeah, because Batman can't lose. Ask any one of his retarded fans. No, 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 that's not the thing. So you're, 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 you're just, if he's got kryptonite, he can win. Guys, hold on. Before we continue, hold on. Before we continue talking, guys, Crystal Storm has joined the show. Crystal Storm, welcome to the roundtable. What's up? What up? What up? <laughs> Y'all were talking about Star Wars, so I had to jump in. First of all, as a woman, I gotta say you were right mm-hmm. on about the Princess Leia stuff, for real. Thank like you. calm down. Like like she was hot. Come on. She was completely badass in that movie. Princess Leia. She was like one of the first female heroes on the screen because Princess Leia mm-hmm. took no shit. Like, and she, she gave me my first one. boner, man. I my first one. For you. Like I don't think of her that way, but that's good for you. I'm glad. <laughs> that was a long time ago though, Crystal. No, it's cool. You know, I'm bi, so I'm like, I'm all about the women. Carrie Fisher never really did it for me, but I appreciated Princess Leia. I did. Right. So that I had to, I had to call in. She did it for she did it for me in that outfit. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> she, she rocked that outfit. People need ah, to so hot. Yeah, I mean, like, she, she looked hot as hell in that outfit. That was for real. And then like, she got full on vengeance, man. She she, she did that sluggy. She, mo- oh, it's great! <laughs> it's like my favorite part of the movie when she just strangles the shit at the job of the hut. It's fantastic. I don't understand what the hate. I don't get it. People got yeah, no. I social Stupid justice PC. warriors need to, yep. to calm down, man. White knighting gets you nowhere. Ask Joss Whedon. Look at what it's got in him. <laughs> Fired from Marvel. <laughs> Well, there he wasn't was exactly fired. Place I think he walked away from Marvel. Didn't get fired. They made it seem amicable, but Marvel pretty much said, "Dude, we I, don't want you making." I our doubt Marvel could fire Josh. Yeah, me. because he created Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and the fans oh, no, love him so much. He gave hey, him two, no two on Buffy. top grossing films. Are not going to fire a director he, like that. Yeah, number two and number three at the all time box office. Let's fire the guy. <laughs> Dude, he is not well liked. He made us close to four billion dollars in two movies. Like, get rid, of, get rid of this guy. He sucks. <laughs> four billion. Well, he, 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 he had he had a lot of problems with them on the filming of Age yep. of Ultron. Man, like he, there was severe problems between him and the studio, and the whole thing. Like his final edit of the film, Marvel was not happy with that. They considered that movie a failure. To tell you the they truth, were. So. they were. You're right because with Josh Whedon, and you're absolutely right because Josh Whedon. 
went publicly and he did an Andrew Garfield and he trashed Marvel. He well, he said he wanted to do a DC movie. He even went as far as to say he wanted. I never read that anywhere. Please link me that. I don't know. What I call Bat Squatch on I that. I think that's a lot of studios just jump in and they mess stuff up. So I'm props to Josh when well, no, he, he decided to go a lot of times. A lot of times studios just come in and think they know better and they yep. just mess things up. Case yep. in point, Alien Resurrection. If you ever read that script versus what actually got made, holy crap. Yeah, but I mean with Age like of Ultron, he went all he went all Heaven's Gate style. He went and shot this five hour long movie that he knew Marvel Disney was not going to want to show in theaters. Nobody's gonna go see a five hour long Avenger movie, as awesome as that sounds, I would probably watch it, but it's not marketable. So then, 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 then you can't say nobody because you are right. somebody. And then when, on, and he then he did I, sit for four hours in Titanic, so to say that nobody I, would. I, right? I did not. You could not pay me to watch that movie, but like, <laughs> Liar. Is, like they told him to cut it down. And what did he do? He cut out all the interesting parts and he left it. Yeah. All that crappy Thor. I mean, Hulk and um. Black Widow love story and the whole crap about Hawkeye's family. Who needed to see that, dude? Put in more Ultron. Like, that's the one problem with a lot of these Marvel movies. Is they got these amazing villains and they don't focus on them because they got these really crap love stories that they decide to focus on. Amen. Just like the Thor movies. Like, that's Amen. the problem I have with the Thor movies. Like, you had a great villain in Thor 2. You got to see him for five minutes because they had to have this crap love story between him and Jane Foster for Ooh, Loki? 90% of the film. No, not Loki. Chris Eccleston. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was about to say, so, Loki all right. is so I'm like fifty-fifty on that because I really wasn't vibing with the whole Hulk and Black Widow love story thing. But I awful, liked, right? that was a little weird. But I liked getting to see a little bit more about Hawkeye. Like it makes you care about the character. I like getting to see a character's backstory. I thought that was interesting. It would have been more interesting if Ultron had came down and like blown that house up. Then you would like yep. really that. That would have been cool, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I, the love story was a little weird. I don't know if the love story was necessary. I thought the, I thought the Hulk Black Widow love story actually was a nice surprise. I thought it was actually. Oh, uh, well, no, I, I agree with Oscar because they, look in the, the first Avengers, a lot of talk was like, well, you know, he barely got any screen time. Uh, the Hawkeye the barely. Hulk. Who cares? No, 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 Hawkeye, he barely got oh, any screen time. So, they, so in this one, they fixed a lot of the little things with like, Hawkeye. They fixed the, the relationship between Black Widow and the Hulk to give him more purpose uh, to interact with each other. I, that's what I, I actually. I liked Age of Ultron a lot because I thought they fixed the those, uh, a few suffered, things. But here's the thing. Like a, lo- a lot of characters suffered in it. I know what Johnny's saying because if you look at the deleted scenes, those were scenes that to me should have been in the film and it was important and essential to the story. Right. I, I, don't, I don't, you know, I like, I love Hawkeye too. I love him in the comic books, but I didn't really give a damn about his family like that to where, you know, you take the scenes with Ultron and you cut it. You know, we wanted to see Ultron as a threat. Uh, he should have been developed better. Uh, they should have showed the global stuff. They they totally messed up Strucker in the beginning. That was dumb. I don't even know why yeah. he was in the. Why did they even bother bringing Strucker in? They yeah, that was him for a Captain America movie, anyways, because he's a Captain America villain. Mm-hmm. They wasted Strucker. They just did a whole bunch of things. The movie was good. I'm not saying Age Ultron was bad. No, but... I mean it's fine, but I mean it's yeah. not one of Marvel's better movies. It's no. like, it's around Iron Man two good. You know what I mean? Like it's fine. Whoa, no man, Iron two man, that movie sucked. Iron Man two. No, Iron Man two is great. I like that. Just... Too. Nah. Yeah, I like that. I like the first and the third Iron Man. I did not like part two. But they didn't develop Ultron to me better that they, they should have. Now, Thor part one sucked. Now, that's that's the worst Marvel movie. That's why right. Iron Man 2 is way better than that. Yeah, I like yeah, Iron Man 2 myself. But they I it's disagree. like they didn't develop some of the characters right. They wasted Struker. Then they put in certain scenes of Affinity Gauntlet that I think they should have taken out. Then the scenes with Thor. 
more maybe with Ragnar, uh, with some of his movies should have been kept in there. It's like they miss. It's like we didn't have problems with certain scenes in the movie, and then they wanted to play up Hawkeye only to not. They should have killed Hawkeye off. I think at the end of the movie, they should have just killed Damn. him off. Why should make- I expected <laughs> him to die after seeing yeah, no. his family? I expected him to exactly. die. I was actually, I was pleasantly too. surprised when he didn't actually, because I really expected he was going to go out like that. But notice you said pleasantly surprised because you like the character. Yeah, well, just I like, love that character. I love yeah. that dude. Dude, Jeremy Reiner is hot. Anytime I can see him <laughs> running around screen, I am all about it. I will. Drop I don't know about all that, but it's a cool yeah. character. <laughs> I am panty dropping. I'm not by, sorry. I'm a big fan of the guy because he's from the, my hometown. He's a Modesto boy, too. So, like, I support him. You find him hot, too? All right. No, no. He's my hometown. <laughs> At least one of those guys he's on the show. He's a hometown hottie, all right? That's all I got. He's from Johnny the Woods. Yeah, because you know what, Johnny? It's funny that you say that. Jeremy Renner, when they had the... Um, the Jets, they, you know, I forgot what they call the uh, Oscar, you know what that is with the Jets that they be flying over the Bay Area in Northern Cal. I think Jeremy Renner was out on the local news a couple Isn't of months the, ago. The Isn't like Blue Angels? Yeah, the Blue, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Blue Angels. I think he, he flew in one of those uh, oh, Jets. Yeah, he uh, he was out here. He was on the local news. But, but that's so bad, though, man. His city, John, John, y'all city ghetto, man. Y'all yeah. was on hey, this. Hey, hey, our city's <laughs> awesome. We have Jeremy Renner and Timothy Oliphant from our the city. White and the white ghetto. The white ghetto. Lucas is from my city. But, uh, uh, Modesto a, is questionable. Yeah, no we got, a fu- we got <laughs> five points. We got a statue honoring George Lucas. And guess what the statue's of? Oh, boy. George Ron Banks? Howard. Oh. From, from oh, yeah. American, American Graffiti. Graffiti. But I yeah, think yeah. it's hilarious to honor... A director, they put up a statue of a completely different director. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, of course, nobody knew that Ron Howard was going to be a director yeah. at the time, but it's yeah. still funny to me. I completely concur. Now, uh, we're at the uh, last 10 minutes of the show, of the, uh, show here, so uh, we have the top 10 list. Uh, guys, let's go over this uh, list. Uh, Crystal, you want to stay on the line while we do our, our top 10 list? I'm going to listen to your list. Yes, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> now, this might be something that you might want to chime in because it's a very simple list. You might be able to put this together That's while we're talking. <laughs> uh, top 10 list this week is top 10 favorite Star Wars characters. First on the line here, let's go Johnny Alpha since you came up with the idea. All right, at number 10, I got Max Rebo. You know, the blue guy that plays the piano in Jabba's bar? Oh, yeah. Yep. At number wow. nine, I got Salacious Crumb. You know, that little creepy dude at wow. Jabba's tail? <laughs> that guy's awesome. At number eight, I know I hate the prequels, but having Christopher Lee as a Sith Lord was just too awesome, so I got Count Dooku. At number seven, I got 3PO. He's just too funny. At number six, I got Admiral Akba. It's a trap! At number five, I got Han Solo. At number four, I know they didn't do much with him, but the one scene he was in, he was awesome. So I got Bosk, you know, the lizard bounty hunter. He's oh, yeah. At number three, I got Chewbacca. At number two, I got the real unsung hero of the original trilogy, Wedge Antilles. I mean, like, hmm. Luke would have got blasted twice. And Porkins is the biggest hero. <laughs> Let's be and honest, Porkins, and man. Number one, of course, I got <laughs> Boba Fett. Wow. Wow, really? Number one? That's, I, a, I strange, that's a strange list. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. All right. Now, next on the table here, let's go to um, Oscar Benjamin, the wolf. Okay. Number 10, I have um, Princess Leia. And number 9, I have the Emperor, of course. Number 8, Obi Wan Kenobi. Number 7, Yoda. Number 6, Darth Vader. Number 5, Mace Windu. Number 4, Chewbacca. Number 3, Landau Carizian. Number 2, Luke Skywalker. Number 1, Han Solo. There you go. Very okay. nice, very nice. Thank now, you. next on the list, the one and the only California guy. Okay. Number 10 is Bobo Fett. Number 9, um, who's, it's so hard because I like a lot of those characters. What's the female's name from the Clone War cartoon? Um, 
Ashoki, 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 Ashoki. Yeah, Ashoki. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah. seen it on the on Rebels. I like Ahsoka. That's number nine. Number eight, Leia. Number seven, um, Luke. Number six, Lando. Number five, Ben Kenobi. Number four, uh, Emperor Palpatine. Number three, uh, Han Solo. Number two uh, is um, I'm trying to think. Think Chewbacca. I like him. And number one is Luke Skywalker. Nice, good list. All right, now on the uh, table here uh, will be me. But uh, <clears throat> Chris, do you want to give it a shot? I am uh, still compiling my list at the moment, so I'm gonna let you go, Angel. I'm like okay. writing them down. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> First, I'm gonna give my uh, odd men out uh, because this is a small character. Uh, only it comes out in very limited scenes in Return of the Jedi, but it always stuck with me as one of my favorite odd-looking characters. He's not on my top ten list, but he's an honorable mention. Bib Fortuna. <laughs> the Jabba Nobada. Love that character. For some odd reason, I was uh, connected to that character. I really liked him. Uh, so he's uh, he's uh, an honorable, honorable mention. But number, number ten on my list would have to go to Boba Fett. Love Boba Fett. Uh, nine on my list, uh, and I was surprised uh, Johnny here mentioned him, but Count Doku is number nine on my list. Eight, the one and only Mr. Colt 45 himself, Lando Calrissian. Because he proved that not only Han Solo could pilot the Millennium Falcon in a galaxy far, far away. He did it also. Number seven, Princess Leia, who wore that amazing bikini in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Number six, the mastermind of the entire thing, Emperor Palpatine, Darth Sidious. Number five, that space pirate, that scruffy-looking nerf herder himself, Han Solo. Who is he? Well, it really wasn't Solo because he had Chewbacca, right? So there's no Solo. What a lie, that name. Number four, <laughs> one of the greatest Jedi Masters of all times, the one and only Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's my number four. Old Pick one or young no- one? Both. They're both the same character. <laughs> yeah, no same right. character, man. <laughs> uh, it's a good try, though. Number three on my list, that little green bastard from Dagobah. That's right, Yoda, the one who trained Obi-Wan when he was a kid. Not when he was an adult. <laughs> And was there, there was no mention of anybody else training him. He said Yoda trained him, not like Yoda That's trained me for kid. a little while, and then some goddamn boring ass librarian voice taken guy trained me. Yeah, well, he don't, he also didn't remember only the droid. But I've got a that. special skill set, and I'll teach you how to be a Jedi. Oh, be quiet. Number two <laughs> on my list: that Jedi himself, Luke Skywalker, who saved the galaxy from the evil empire. Number one on the list: the guy who put everybody under that evil empire, Darth Vader. My favorite of character of all times. I'm so happy Darth nobody Vader. said Darth Maul yet. Man, I love you guys. <laughs> he would he would be number he would be number twelve on my list right I after Bit Fortuna. I was thinking about putting him on my list. It was very hard. I was it's it's about a tough it. one. It if he would have had more than two lines in the Phantom Menace, he would have been on the top ten. Did he actually ever get to say anything? He had some yeah. very menacing right. looks. He did a lot with his. He face. did. Yeah, he, he had was that, a that red one line. Skull. That was, he, was, he had that one line where he says. At last we reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will oh, have yeah. revenge. He was talking about Which was in the trailer. And then a bunch of kids. That's when, when it, oh, the funny thing is, that was in the trailer. So you're like, oh, man, this character's going to be so badass. And then after the movie, you're like, that's the only thing he said. What the yeah. hell, man? Like, literally, he didn't say anything else. But anyway, I digress. Crystal, you have a top ten for us? 
I do have a top ten for you. I'll put it together real quick. All right, I'm going. Number ten. I don't know if this counts as a character, but whatever. I love it. The Sarlacc Pit. I love that pit that just eats everybody it's for years. Yeah, that's a yeah. It is a, it is a character because it's alive. Okay, it eats. It. Yeah, it, it counts. eats you for like ever. It's like eternal agony. It's awesome. Right. Okay? <laughs> love it. It's fantastic. Okay, Jabba the Hutt because he's a baller. He don't care. He'll like whatever. I don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> exactly. Um, Han Solo. You got to give props to the player. Yep, yep, yep. You guys are going to give me shit for this, but I don't even care. I love the Ewoks just because you got your ass beat uh, by teddy bears. You got beat up by teddy bears. Yeah, but hey, I, 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 got, I got love for the Ewoks. I just don't like their musical, you know, scene. That's, you know, they're I, like, know, that I, was, I, I have nothing but hate for those things. <laughs> I loved them as a kid, so, like, I still got that nostalgic. Nah, I like the but I wouldn't want to hang out with them. I, I hope, I hope the at the beginning Ewok of this adventure. next movie, they're, the planet is blown up as a revenge. Wow, that's cold blooded. Endor, Endor needs to be. I love Endor. It's such a pretty place. It would be appropriate retribution, I think. Wait, playing Star Wars Battlefront, Endor is pretty. Endor is a pretty, pretty planet to shoot people on. Endor, boom. Okay. Moving on. Mace Windu, you are badass. You win. Yoda, dropping knowledge. My. just one of my all-time favorites, R2-D2, just because he's so funny. And he really is the hero of all the movies. Like, R2-D2 saves everybody. He he's also the biggest asshole in the entire movie. Don't I you know, notice he it? is. Don't he you is. notice that every every piece of dialogue he... Hold on. R2-D2, like, that's every Every piece of dialogue that he ever said in the, in the series has all been bleeped out. Bleeped out. Bleeped <laughs> out. <laughs> cursing at everything. <laughs> An asshole. <laughs> He gets abused, he gets, like, kicked over. R2-D2 is not getting enough love. He just does it. It's great. Uh, Emperor Palpatine, of course. And then number two and number one, Anakin Skywalker is number two. I do. I like Anakin. And number one is Darth Vader because it's Darth Vader. They're the same character. No, it's They're, basically no, like... No, that's two... Di- that's like, like the transformation like of two pre-crisis different Pre-Crisis Batman and post-Crisis Batman Oscar. There you go with Johnny. All right, that's... A- that's a that's a fine line there. Yeah, oh, it's close. I'm not really buying that Merge them together, but there you go. So they can share the two spots. Okay. All right, I we'll guess. let that go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't have enough time to really argue that point, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, this has been an exciting episode of the roundtable. Everybody, it's uh, it's been fun to be back. Uh, Crystal, thank you for joining us in the last uh, few minutes here. No problem. I was listening. You talked about Star Wars. I had to join in. You were very much educating me on, on comic books as well, so I appreciated that in the, in the second hour. I was really uh, getting some, some knowledge there. Some yeah, knowledge. Me and Daryl nerd out for a little while at Oscar. Jack will just shut up and let us do it for some reason. <laughs> you guys did. You were, like, nerding out. It was great. It yeah. was. It was amazing. Good times had by all. Indeed. That's uh, all, the, all the show we have, guys. Stick around. We have uh, another episode of The Outer Edge with Tim and Mike Motten next right here on PSN Radio. Until next time, next week, this is The Roundtable. Stay safe, everybody. Stay classy. You goes down and it feeds on water. I walk a stone and I feel the 